Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. We're going to start the show out tonight in Ontario, where there are some healthcare workers here standing outside their emergency room sign, properly social distanced, in their virtue signaling face masks while outdoors, claiming we're the Titanic and we're sinking fast. Healthcare workers, uh, healthcare leaders, sorry, call for help as Ontario ERs overwhelmed. Gee, I can't imagine what might be happening there. Could it be that you fired all the people that you couldn't coerce into taking this poisonous, deadly vaccine? And then you guys started getting sick because you took the same poisonous, deadly vaccine, which is not even a vaccine. It's a gene transfection therapy. And now you guys are all getting sick the same time all of the thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands of millions of people that you've injected with this untested, experimental, let's stick it in their arms and see what happened, science project, they're getting sick too. And they're flooding the hospitals and it's ramping up as we're going to look into some of the data tonight. Could that be what happened, guys? Could that be why you're in this emergency situation with your ERs overwhelmed? the Titanic sinking fast. Well, we're going to talk to another Ontario doctor here to kind of take a look at what might be happening. He's the uh, chief of emergency medicine at one of the hospitals in Ontario, except, oh, wait, that's right. He was out running. He's a marathon runner, you know. He was out running on Sunday, and he dropped dead. So I think we're going to have to go with Dr. Segel, who's also an Ontario emergency doctor. Except, oh, wait, on the following day, Monday, he dropped dead. So now I guess we can check in with Dr. McKenzie, except, what do you know, on Tuesday, the day after that, same hospital, by the way, he dropped dead. Got one more here, Dr. Short, we could check in with. Oh, no, on Thursday... He dropped dead. Five doctors, four doctors from one town, three of them from the same hospital. Guess what they did the week before? Oh, they all got the booster shot. Those were rolled out. And they have no idea what's happening. Do you think this is going to help their staff situation, losing four doctors? They can just hire new ones, right? They're certainly not. They're not going to submit to any more, any more boosters. I don't think. But so this is another ER physician who's, I guess, in Mexico now, but was up in Ontario. I think worked in Toronto, perhaps. Um, he's talking about some friends that he met, some doctors that he met in Ontario. He knew this doctor that died, 
and uh, listen to what he's got to say. That's for sure. A lot of them are, are dead set against it. Um, they have noticed that uh, there's a lot of serious, younger, seriously injured people coming into the emergency rooms. And I've noticed since I've been downtown Toronto, sirens are constant here. There's constant sirens. And I was able to actually track some data from BC where I, I looked at the number of shots given per month versus 911 calls, and there was pretty much an exact correlation. So, so you know, and then you've got, you know, uh, 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 was, I think it's Gert Vandenbosch who thinks that, you know, we're going to be seeing lots and lots of problems crop up over the, you know, between now and 2024. And I think he's absolutely correct. That's exactly what we're seeing and what the data is going to show us tonight. I think maybe a little early, but pretty clear signal, at least in my opinion. Now, here's another doctor, Dr. Paul Alexander. He was up in Ontario and, well, a couple doctors came to see him to give him some inside information in what's been happening in Ontario. And he wrote this Substack article, many doctors... uh, Many doctors in Ontario have fake vaccine cards, question mark. This is a scandal. This is devastating. This has to be investigated. They have. They said there is discussion that several college physicians and surgeons of the Ontario board who took away medical doctors' licenses for using early treatment and giving medical exemptions, stripped them of their careers, would not take the COVID injection out of fear of harms and knew it does not work. They got fake cards. Those two doctors, one male and one female, these were the two, or I'm sorry, those are the two on the board, said they practiced in Ontario and they still practice. So you have at least two members on the board stripping doctors of their license in order to push this poison on the masses not following their own advice, granting themselves and their friends exemptions with fake vaccine cards, while also, guess what? <laughs> they said that the very same College of Physicians and Surgeons board members use and, and used early treatment, and that that is common for Ontario doctors to use the early treatment that McCullough, Zelenko, Reich, Lapido, and myself had written about and published They said they too use it for their families and one said they got COVID and how it worked completely, how effective early treatment is and how many doctors in Ontario have fake vaccine cards, did not take the shots, will never as fear that it is not safe and know it is not effective and not safe. But they will push these on you, let you be coerced, from your job mandate or whatever it is that that they're privilege restricting you from doing. And they will inject this poison into you knowing the consequences. These people need to swing from the motherfucking gallows. They told me they fear for their safety and their families and their careers and wanted to meet me in person. These are the two doctors that came to blew the whistle on the others. They said doctors are now uh, are beginning now to talk and stand up for the for they are very sorry for what uh, they did going for 
along for benefits with the government. You know, all that extra COVID cash. That was very nice. Bought a new Mercedes. They told me that they know many people were harmed from the shots and died needlessly with no treatment. Yeah, these are the same doctors sending you and your loved ones home to die. Take some, take some Tylenol, come back if it gets worse, while they themselves are using the very treatments that they are censoring and stripping, destroying the careers of doctors who are actually using it to help patients. These people need to swing from the gallows for what they've done. Many are very sorry, but do not know what to do as... Uh, They'll be canceled, fired, lose income, their careers, safety, had to go along. No, no, they fucking did not have to go along. They just chose, they made a very conscious decision that, man, I like this gravy train. I like my million dollar flat. I like my Porsche. I like my boat that I take my hot wife out on the lake with. I like the five vacations I take a year. And, I, you know, I got to pay back the medical debt and all the student loan debt and all that. So what they're really doing, they didn't have to go along with anything. They're saying, I'm not willing to give that up. I'm not willing to take on another career and downsize my lifestyle and sell my nice house and my boat and my car to live a more modest life to save your life. Instead, I'll just say fuck you and inject you with poison and watch you slowly die. But they're very sorry, guys. They're very sorry. I tell them each time, no, you never had to go along. You are weak and you should have known better. You, as the medical community, could have stopped this. You fell for the money and the security of salary. You sold the nation out. Please come forward and we can begin uh, to get accountability. Absolutely. That's Dr. Paul Alexander on his uh, Substack, uh, Alexander COVID News Evidence, I think. Anyway. (sighs) Pretty frustrating, you know? Okay. Okay. You know, I think I see signs of it, right? I mean, oh, there it is. Yeah, there's who they are. They're Dr. Baffled. Dr. Baffled can't understand why so many people suddenly have rare conditions or why children are having heart attacks. He's just completely baffled. No idea what's going on here. You know, I think I see signs of it, right? I mean, I I was literally just at a friend's place and a young girl, you know, was behind me and she made the comment that she's recovering from a stroke. And I just said, you know, I've worked at Emerge for 18 years and never saw anyone your age have a stroke. Just, just did not, does not happen, right? And so, you know, you gotta when you see these things on a on a daily basis, it's certainly, uh, I don't know, reality reality is is starting to come up, and I think people are starting to recognize that there's something very wrong going on. Yes, I sense that too in Vancouver. People are. Um, willing to engage in a conversation in the fact that perhaps there are some side effects happening here. Perhaps maybe some side effects. Why? Because it's affecting almost all everybody. 
Like everybody knows somebody now. Have you noticed that? Tonight, some are blaming the extreme heat for what's been a tough week on the Houston Fire Department. A 46-year-old fireman now hospitalized after a heart attack this morning. And just last week, another firefighter, 24-year-old Malcolm Willis, suddenly died at his home. Fox 26's Matthew Seedorf has Whatever been looking into this. Be. Matthew, how do we know about the 46-year-old uh, firefighter and how he's doing tonight? Matthew's going to get to the bottom of this for us, folks. You can count on that. Well, Rashi, he's in the hospital tonight and stable, so that's the good news. But we don't know for sure, but some are blaming the heat on these two heart attacks. The heat. Two Houston firefighters having sudden heart attacks in the last week. I can't recall a time that we've had two in a period of a week. On Thursday, a 46-year-old collapsing at the fire station, going into cardiac arrest, his fellow firefighters able to bring back his pulse. And last week, fireman Malcolm Willis dying at home after a heart attack just 24 years old. Is it possible that he could have played a role in these cases? Those are both under investigation. Great question there, Matthew. Is it possible that it was the heat that did it? Don't you dare, don't ask about the vaccine that they all took. It's linked to heart attacks everywhere. Like, I don't know, maybe uh, <laughs> I'm just a regular guy and you're the Emmy award winning journalist, but one you would think you might ask the question, what's the vaccination status of these two firefighters? And when did they have their last recent shot? If they are vaccinated, that might be a question you want to ask Matthew. Because, you know, looking at your profile here, your sports, outdoors, weather enthusiast, marathon runner. Remember what happened to the doctor? He was a marathon runner too. A lot of marathon runners because, Matthew, I started looking at the vaccine injuries like two years ago. And I noticed a pattern that emerged right away. You know what it was? A lot of very fit, healthy people. Swimmers, uh, fitness models, bodybuilders. Uh, athletes were having like a loss of energy. They couldn't do what they used to do. Loss of capacity, suffering from POTS. And it seemed to affect them far more disproportionately because they get their blood pumping and circulate that spike protein all over their body, just like you are. So let me show you, and this is going to be a little graphic. I'm just quick warning there for those of you that might be eating or something. We're going to look at slide of some blood clots and some of the rubbery fibers, fibrils that are growing in the veins of people. Here it is. It'll be a couple minutes if you want to skip forward. This is the embalmer that came out uh, and was the whistleblower who told us about this. And what he's seen now is this right here more and more. These, the black here is blood clots. You can see the white stringy stuff. That's what he's pulling out of the vein so he can flush the embalming fluid through. And if you look down here, there's this sort of, in the kind of the little bloody part there, there's like little grains. And he says, those are also the little white strands. So we literally have a situation where people who get this shot are pumping out spike proteins that go and transfect cells or mRNA that transfects cells, cause apoptosis, turned into a fibril. The spikes go off and create fibrils. Those then create amyloids and 
prions in the brain and cause the brain fog and the neurological disorders and all sorts of other things. Which, by the way, is one of the things that ER physician also said is he can see it in his colleagues. They're all developing neurological issues. They're all developing a little tick all of a sudden. Something, you know, something's not right with them. They know it. What do you think the morale's like at that hospital that had three doctors in four days drop dead? How do you think they're feeling about their prospect? So these things are getting pumped out, circulated all over the system. I think the, you know, uh, Dr. Ryan Cole told us that there's an immune, immune cell that's putting out a very sticky receptor that may be trying to actually form these long strings to get it out of the bloodstream. And because they keep getting shot after shot after shot, it just keeps turning out more spikes, more amyloids, more fibrin, and it just keeps building up and building up. And the, the prions, those can maybe cause, induce other proteins to misfold, and meaning it's a sort of self, self-replicating, cascading process. Very well might be what's happening to me right now, even though I'm not vaccinated. You know what else he said? He's seeing this now in a couple of people who are not vaccinated either. What does that mean? Well, this is why I've been telling you guys for months the name of the game is to minimize exposure. How do you get exposed to the spike protein? Well, you can get it with the coronavirus. So when you get coronavirus, you want to treat it right away and get on it and try and get rid of it as soon as possible. Because the longer it's in there circulating, those spikes are getting cleaved off, shipped around the body to create more of this right here, these fibrils, amyloids, prions, the worse the damage. And the damage is cumulative. How else can you get it? Well, you can get injected with the shit in a booster shot or something, and then you're going to get it orders of magnitude more than you'd ever get of spike protein from the virus. We don't even know when it stops because every time we've looked, we've found it circulating. And then, uh, you know, the other way to get it is you can be around somebody, especially someone who's been recently vaccinated and they're breathing it out. They're sweating it out of their pores. So you skin to skin contact. Guess what? You're picking up spike protein. And when they're recently vaccinated, there's a lot of spike being pumped out and they're trying to get rid of it every which way they can, which is exactly why on the cruise ships, what happens? The crew always ends up sick. They're in that closed environment, you know, for like months at a time, rebreathing the same air. Everybody's shedding a little bit of spike. It's loading up in the environment and everybody's breathing it back in and it's making them sick. Then a bunch of new customers, you know, travelers come on board and they're all vaccinated and they're all shedding spike. And now the spike load in this closed environment is far higher than it was with just the crew on. And who's already primed to get sick? Well, the crew. So that's why we saw in the latest one, it was I think 130 crew and like 20 guests that all got really sick and they couldn't do, couldn't work, couldn't run the ship. Because that's what's happening. That's the other method of this. And it doesn't matter. Vaccinated, unvaccinated, it's fucking meaningless. It's about exposure. That's what you have to realize going forward. 
because that's what's going to protect you more than anything else. Certainly not the president of the Houston Firefighters Association. You can't not look at heat uh, as a factor, you know, when we're dealing with. Uh... I guess you can, I don't know, not look at the fucking vaccine, eh, Maddie? I mean, we don't need to ask that question. We just need to go right to the heat, right? Because you don't, you don't ask that question. Uh, the record temperatures when we're dealing with the firefighters that have to wear the gear, uh, the best way to put it is um, it compounds itself. Marty Langton, president of the Houston Firefighters Union, says HFD is short staff, meaning more hours in the heat. The more you work, uh, the more calls you're running, the hotter it is, uh, the more stress it puts on your heart, uh, and the worse off it is uh, for firefighters and for their health and safety. Nationwide, sudden... I mean, what an absolute coward to sit there and represent all of these firefighters, he is literally going to gaslight them into their fucking graves. That's the kind of person Marty is. He's no leader. He's a coward. He's not asking the hard questions. He should be calling a meeting of the Houston firefighters. Hey, guys, what's going on? Who's sick? What, what are you experiencing? What do we need to do? coming up with a that's what a leader would do marty's no leader he's a shill going along gaslighting these firefighters into an early grave absolutely disgusting human being marty cardiac arrest accounts for almost half of all on-duty firefighter deaths every year i wonder what it's going to do this year it's going to stay at 45 no definitely not it's going to go way up main cause heat we're definitely putting our best foot forward and doing our best to keep our firefighters safe and healthy out there. Bullshit. You are gaslighting them, lying to them, covering up their injuries, and sending them to an early death. Absolutely disgusting. Remember back in uh, New York, five months ago, when... Their union leader actually requested an investigation into the possible link between, I think they had, I believe it was like five or six firefighters in a very short period of time that got really sick or died. Five months, I, no update that I've seen. Wonder what happened with that. I'm sure it's fine. Of course, the Houston doctors here Oh, they're going to warn you about heat creates dangerous situation for those taking blood pressure medication. Another paid chill. Trying to normalize all the people that are going to be dying of strokes because they have these white rubbery shit growing in their veins from the spike protein creating fibrils, killing cells and creating fibrils, reducing your capacity. And that's the thing too, like so many of these people that are injured, they have organ tissue that is dead. It's not growing back. It's not coming back. You've lost that capacity. Every day that goes by, it gets a little worse. So how about instead of gaslighting these people, we start trying to figure out ways to help them by acknowledging that there's a problem, number one, but no, I guess the nice house and the boat and the Mercedes is just more important than your patients' lives that you pledged an oath to protect. Of course, they're also 
gaslighting us like this. Here's the temperatures over Britain from 2017. You can see they're in the, you know, like uh, low third, low to mid 30s. Some of them are in the 20s Celsius and the map's all green. But then you go down below that where it's 2019, same day, 2019 versus 2020 or 2022, sorry, this year. Now it's all red and orange. Looks like fire, hot, desert, barren. This is all stuff Matthias talks about. The use of the terror rainbow is what this is. They did this with uh, Homeland Security as well. They love to manipulate you through fear. It's exactly what this is. The temperatures are lower down here than they were here in 2017 and you can get do the same thing from 2011 it was hotter back then too but now all of a sudden it's a climate emergency because they are just going to try and manipulate you through fear of the climate change to take more of your freedoms and liberties and lives literally your lives that's what they're doing they are shutting down farms destroying food production because they didn't get enough with the shots and now they want to starve the rest of us to death. What is happening in the blood? So doctor here saying uh, there is a cancer of the blood called multiple myeloma. The median age of diagnosis is 72 years old. Uh, its incidence is four per hundred thousand. So I'd need 25,000 people in, in a year to find one patient that has that. In the past six months, I've diagnosed two people and know of three more. I last saw it first in medical school 40 years ago. Hasn't seen it since then, but now all of a sudden he's got two and other doctors have three more cases. But this is all just a coincidence, right folks? Well, not for this guy. <clears throat> He's an actor, Indian actor, I believe. He died of a brain hemorrhage. Blood was coming out of his eyes. Probably had a blood clot up there. Popped the vessel open. Starts pumping blood into his head. It's got to go somewhere. It comes out of his eyes until he died. Italy. Two-year-old boy dies suddenly and unexpectedly. Meanwhile, in Australia... Two-year-old boy dies suddenly and unexpectedly. Meanwhile, in, I forget where this was, Maryland, yeah. A teen died last month, 13-year-old, dropped dead on the beach. Of course, we've got this former Denver Broncos offensive lineman and Notre Dame star dies at 35 years old going into a cardiac arrest on a run. Also, Naked and Afraid star Melanie is dead at 35. You got this uh, Jack Knight, stand-up comedian, dead at 28, heart attack. Meanwhile, in Haiti, their 1.4% vaccination rate really hasn't resulted in any COVID outbreaks. Imagine that. They're doing just fine with deaths and hospitalizations per million. Because they just ignored this. Because this whole thing was a manufactured event to drive people to take this vaccine that is a soft kill, time release bioweapon. 
Of course, you've also got uh, medical examiner reveals 24-year-old ex-Miami Hurricanes football player. He died of a heart attack. Oh, yeah. Of course, this this one's a couple weeks old, not from last week, but uh, Alex, Alexander Kozov dies of a blood clot at the age of 29. He's a Russian footballer. Of course, here's Mike Yardley. I uh, follow him on Twitter. Saying, I woke up with a awful tinnitus and headache tinnitus is one of my symptoms that kind of showed up in that first bout that I when I was exposed these came on seriously the morning and a headache now I've got a headache right now uh, and have they've gotten worse but it I don't know I, it's probably related to this bout of symptoms that I'm experiencing these came on seriously he's talking about the headache the morning after the jab 18 months ago now they're constant before my blood clot, which was about day three, a neurologist told me the other day that he has seen a number of cases. But what happens next? It isn't getting better. Well, Mike, sorry to tell you this, but it's probably not going to get better. And you're probably going to be one of these that's found, died suddenly and unexpectedly of a blood clot. Or just organ failure. Because it sounds like you've got neurons neuro, neurological damage spike protein breaking down into these prions that basically cause dementia alzheimer's i would record if you got i think he's got kids record some stuff for your kids while you still can leave them some things to remember you by and get your affairs in order because that's what's gonna that's gonna be the fate of a lot of people who took these shots been saying that for a long long fucking time and now y'all are probably starting to believe me of course here's what the data shows this is new new south wales and they've got i believe these are weekly snapshots or no are they daily seven eighteen no yeah they are they're uh weekly snapshots and what you can see <clears throat> are like five bar graphs here, actually six bar graphs. The tallest one in each group is green. That's the four-dose group. It's almost 2x over the three-dose group, which is in red, which is you know probably 10, 20% higher than the two doses and a little bit higher than the one dose. And then the, you've got the little purple, that's the one dose, and then the little blue, which is the tiny, tiny little bit down here at the bottom that you really can barely see, that's the unvaccinated. Now, the skeptics, they're going to tell you, well, Sam, the unvaccinated are mostly kids, children. They do better with it, so it's not a fair uh, assessment because it's a cohort that's, that's, not very, uh, that's not often hospitalized. These are hospitalizations and ICU, people that are admitted to the hospital and, the, and or the ICU. And what can you see there? Well, there's a very clear dose-dependent reaction. The more you take, the more likely you are to end up in the hospital or the ICU. Regardless of the unvaccinated being all kids. What else do you see? Well, <clears throat> there's that giant red arrow right here that's ramping up because those green bars just keep getting taller and taller and taller with each week means it's growing, folks. It means you've got more people who have been harmed by these shots. 
and they're ending up in the hospital and the ICU or just dropping dead while they're out for a jog because their body just can't keep pumping through and around all of those fibrils building up in the vasculature. Now, one caveat to this, this is the, let me get a drink. These are the deaths by age group. And as you can see, the big purple colored bar there is 90 plus. The blue one, which is the next one, is way, way down from the the 90 plus age, age cohort is the 80s and then the 70s. If you were to look at like 70 and above, uh, on this graph, that's like 95 to 98% of all the deaths are over 70. And most of them are over 90. So these are people reaching end of life. But again, they're dying. They're getting into the hospital in greater numbers and it's ramping up. So we don't really know how bad it's going to get. Okay, Um, let me think where I want to go. We're going to talk, yeah, let's, we'll come back to that. I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit uh, because I want to go here. What will it take for the unvaccinated to have their first injection? So this was a BBC show. Will you get vaccinated? unvaccinated they did like this big brother thing where they brought a group of unvaccinated people into this house and then browbeat them to death with their experts to convince them to get the vaccine and at the end of the show nobody got got the vaccine well it was very interesting watching this and i want to play you a few excerpts here from it we've been lied to It feels like I don't need it. Our voices are not being heard. So I have invited seven unvaccinated strangers to share a house. To discuss the issues. Is this an approved drug, completely approved and not under emergency protocol? Hold on. (laughs) And their views. It is so irrelevant what you're saying right now. Why can we never get through a discussion? Together, we'll examine... So... Rather interesting little video here. I want to take you through a few of the little discussions that they had and show you what they're doing. But it's no exaggeration to say that vaccines have revolutionized healthcare, combating deadly diseases like polio, cholera, and tuberculosis. Wait, wasn't polio caused by another? No, polio created the HIV virus. That was it. Great job. And of course, all those diseases that they eradicated, if you look at the chart, it's this decay that's happening. And then when it's almost flattened out, that's when they introduced the vaccine, which they claim credit for. Well, we've saved everyone. No, no, you haven't. World Health Organization now lists vaccine hesitancy as one of the top 10 threats to global health. Oh, well, if the WHO says that it, it must be true, right? Pfizer released a document recently. In that document, there are 
nine pages of adverse reactions. I would say the most common adverse reactions for the vaccines are heart attacks. Actually, no, it's catching COVID, strangely. Then I think it's heart attacks. Strokes, blood clots, um, seizures. It's just really mind-blowing. <laughs> the thing is, when you look at that Pfizer report, it looks terrifying. I totally understand why people are scared. But there are some important distinctions to make Oh, here, here we go. She's going to clarify for us. The nine pages on the Pfizer report is not saying that these adverse reactions have been caused by the vaccine. Nope. It's things that they're all looking for because it has a potential to create all of those conditions. And guess how many we see in VAERS? A lot of them. That might seem like a subtle difference. But crucially, an adverse event has no proven link to the medication. It's an event that could just happen to take place afterwards. Oh, I see. Here we go. There's a doctor Get who's giving an MMR bullshit. vaccine to a little boy. And then just as they're about to put the jab in the boy's arm, the phone goes. And it's like a 50-50 call, right? Do you answer the phone or do you do the jab first? The doctor decides to answer the phone. And while they're on the phone, they put the syringe down. While they're on the phone, the little boy, who hasn't been touched by the doctor, starts fitting. Now, had he chosen to do things the other way around, had the doctor decided instead to do the vaccine before answering the phone, then for the rest of that little boy's life, he and the mother and probably the doctor would be completely convinced that it was the jab that did that. Oh, well, there you go. If you've got one anecdotal an example, I guess we can just go ahead and throw out all of the million plus vaccine injury reports because i mean they would it would have was about to happen to them right because that's how you do science you wouldn't actually find a sample group and find a case where that happened you would point to the one example and say see you can't say that there's no evidence suggesting that the vaccine has anything to do with this and of course what do we know about consciousness Maybe that little boy knew what that shot was going to do, and that's why he had a seizure. Because it stopped it. Of course, here's a little bit of a safety signal from the Financial Times. Other countries saw short-term labor market exodus, but in the UK, inactivity levels have stayed high due to what? Chronic illness. You can see the you know massive colors right there of people that are ill and on disability in the UK where she's saying, Oh, those are all coincidental. What do we have in the U S 2.9 million people on disability above the baseline? Hello? Is anyone paying attention? But no, see, there was this doctor and he was answering the phone. He was about to give the shot. He answered the phone and then the boy had the seizure. So clearly these things can just happen randomly. Fucking lady. Of course, here's a study that just came out that I looked at a little bit before the show. It's highlighting some of the findings. mRNA vaccines promote sustained synthesis of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. We don't know how long it's created, when it stops, whether it's getting transfected back into the DNA. The spike protein is a neurotoxic. Yep, talked about that. And it's because it why? Well, it has HIV inserts on it. And PRRA inserts that 
Department of Defense, DARPA, Fauci and gang funded in the Ukraine biolabs, in the Wuhan biolabs. They developed it at UNC and built all these different components for it and put it together before shipping it over there for production. So this is a joint effort, right? They don't want this coming out. Suppression of type 1 interferon response results in impaired innate immunity. This is why the vaccinated keep getting sick. They can't even fight it off. mRNA vaccines potentially cause increased risk to uh, infectious disease and cancer. Toll-like receptors being shut down, unable to even alert the immune system to cancerous cells 90% of the time. So... Cancers are free to just ravage the body, and that's why we're seeing all these rare, unusual cancers that doctors haven't seen in 20, 30, 40 years all of a sudden showing up and killing patients faster than should be possible because their immune system has been suppressed by these shots. Codon optimization results of G-rich mRNA that has uh, unpredictable complex effects. So... We're going to, we're going to talk about that, but, um, actually let's, I think we can go and do it now, perhaps. Yes. Right here. So here's, uh, Jonathan Weissman saying it's not a vaccine. It's a protein synthesizing product drug. No one knows the protein proteins, the vaccine synthesize. No one knows how many truncated spike or hybrid human spike peptides are created. No one knows how many error-ridden proteins can be tolerated. So he's put this little video out. We're not going to watch that, but that very much rings true with what the, the woman who was formulating the mRNA on behalf of Pfizer, on behalf of Moderna, go, putting it through the process in the lab and not getting consistent results. And what do we see in one of the contracts? That, well, up to like 50% of the vial can be filled with byproducts of manufacturing what is what are those byproducts well they're just little shortened or longer bits of rna that are going to get wrapped in lipid nanoparticles in fact transfect your cells and then induce the cell to start producing it whatever it is it's a shortened one it could be a little piece of a prion that it starts pumping out wouldn't that be great they don't even know what these things are doing because there's so much garbage in their manufacturing process and they are sending that into your body for production. No clue what it's going to do. You wonder why we get areas like Ontario. Betcha they got a bad batch. And that's why they're overrun while other places are actually a little bit okay. That's what's likely happening. Okay. Fertility is an area, you know, I, I, as a woman kind of in my early 30s now, I think about more so. I don't have children at the moment. I am interested to find out more before yeah, I'd sure. essentially make a decision. So there's obviously been reports of this irregularity in the menstrual cycle, which we know has happened. So initially it was happening. And um, whenever symptoms come about aboard from the vaccine, they're followed up. Mm -hmm. So that was looked uh -huh. into. And the studies found that actually there is irregularities in the menstrual cycle and they're temporary. Okay. And they come about normally after the next cycle, you might have a heavier period yeah. or it might come on two to three days late. But by the second cycle, so by the second or third period, that's all gone back down to normal okay. again. Okay. And there's no long standing issues or any effect on the fertility. 
That is absolute bullshit. They don't even know what causes it. So how is it they're sure that there are no long-term impacts? Can anyone answer that? They don't know what it's doing, why it's causing the heavy, heavier periods and the irregularities and so forth, which, by the way, have a friend that reached out, all of her vaccinated girlfriends having these menstrual problems, asking me, you know, what should I do? What should I tell them, Sam? I'm like, flush niacin, here's the protocol, go do this. I checked back with her a little while ago. I think it was about a month later. said, how are your girlfriends doing? said, they're all better. They were all having various issues, irregularities and things. They're all better. They said their periods are still heavier than normal. And where does this lipid nanocomplex collect? In the ovaries, in the testes, in the fatty heart tissue. That's what it likes. That's where it collects and ends up. And now we're getting bleeding in a lot of these women. And the doctors have no idea what it is, but it's temporary. Don't worry about it. It usually goes away, but it doesn't. Not for all women. And it doesn't always start right away. Sometimes it's coming in later. There are postmenopausal women who start bleeding again. And it's not that they're having their period. They're just bleeding. Because this thing is killing the inside of them. And this bitch is going to sit here and tell us that it's completely safe. Meanwhile, remember this, the trial the Pfizer trial, when we found out pregnancy cases, they had 274. There were uh, 270 unique pregnancies, or a couple twins and so forth. The pregnancy outcomes for the 270 pregnancies were reported as spontaneous abortion, 23 of those. Outcome pending, where I guess they ended the data and didn't bother to follow up with them. Wonder why? You know, I mean, if it's good news, right, wouldn't they want to follow up on that? Five of those that were left unknown. Premature birth with uh, neonatal death, two of those. Two spontaneous abortions with uh, intra-something, sorry, uh, intrauterine death, a spontaneous abortion with neonatal death, and one normal outcome. No outcome provided for the other 238 pregnancies. G. What happened there? Given these results, wouldn't it kind of be important to follow up with the other 238 and see what the fuck happened to them? Do you think they lost their babies and were ashamed and didn't want anything further to do with this trial that killed and murdered their babies? What? Activism. Tell me about some of those stories about injuries from the vaccine. Um, my friend Katrina, she is 28 years old. She was perfectly healthy before. She only had one dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Five days later, she was beginning to experience brain fog. Now she's had a stroke. Uh, she's had three suspected heart attacks. And she's a very good friend of yours? Yeah, well now she is. Did you know her before? No. So this is a video of her having a seizure. Mm. 
Her life has been profoundly changed by what's happened to her. Yeah. Of course, she's not going to, you know, talk about the fact that these people are being deplatformed and kicked off of social media so they can't tell their stories, so people can't see what's been done to them. They're being brushed away under the rug. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the connection, guys. It's just I'll upload a video a recording from here. That'll be good. Sorry. So, you know, this whole thing has just been, the table's been rigged in their favor this entire time. I think the one question that I would ask is how can you be sure that that was the vaccine? Remember the phone call. And not something that would have happened anyway. If you've been completely healthy before, that one thing changed and then days later you're suddenly experiencing all these things you've never had before, like paralysis and seizures. The chance of that happening to someone so young, I would say, not possible. It's not zero, though. You know in your heart... Not zero. That's what caused it. And could it's be. And it's not just her. There's so many... Could be just a random coincidence. Same thing. I just don't think it's enough to say it's happening a lot without the evidence for it. Oh. I'm actually not... Oh, you want some evidence? Well, we've got the DMED data. Here it is. Female infertility, 472% increase, 1.2 million uh, medical records, clinical records, gold standard from the U.S. military, leaked by whistleblowers. Infertility's up 472%. And supposedly, they're saying, I think it's 93%, but the reality is it's 85% is what someone's claiming. Now, they might be able to lose 7% of their fighting force, but they won't survive with 15% gone. Too much disruption. So they are probably panicking right now, especially as this is coming out. Pulmonary embolisms are up 468%. Migraines are up 452%. Ovarian dysfunction, more reproductive issues, 437% increase. Testicular cancer, 369% increase. Tachycardia, uh, fast heartbeat, 302% increase. That's probably the fibrils causing the heart to pump harder. There's some data for you. The reason why science and mathematics and, and statistics, the reason why they exist is because they are the things that allow us to step outside of our emotional engagement with these topics and to give a sense of objectivity. There she is, relying on science. Now, what does she mean by the science? She means the official science, the science that's coming from their lackeys, their minions, the pharmaceutical companies funded studies. She fails to realize all of these people fail to realize that the system has been co-opted and corrupted and is delivering them falsified data. And they are not even bothering to look into it. And then when you try and show them Things like this, very clear, direct evidence from whistleblowers in the military who take care of patients, three to 400% increases, and this is just half of them, 
in all of these conditions related to fertility, to heart attacks, to strokes, to cancer. She wants to sit there and tell me, yeah, but you don't know. It could have just been something that was going to happen anyway. Bitch, shut the fuck up. So tired of this bullshit. Let's play another round. Now this time, the nasty jelly bean represents the risk of getting myocarditis if you have the vaccine. Round one carried a high risk of getting the nasty jelly bean. Round two is a much more attractive proposition. It's quite a lot of jelly beans, right? Yes. Yes. only one jelly bean is myocarditis. All the other jelly beans represent somebody who had the vaccine and did not end up with that side effect, which is, in fact, the most common severe side effect, myocarditis. It looks like quite a lot of jelly beans, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Except just pick one. This is not it's the fine. correct number of jelly beans. Oh, to get the not... correct number of jelly beans, now you actually need 33,000 jelly beans, of which one jelly bean represents a person who gets myocarditis. So we are not saying that myocarditis does not happen from this vaccine, but what we're saying is that in choosing to have the vaccine or not, you are effectively playing a game of Of Russian roulette. roulette. So Yeah. yeah, one out of all of these could get myocarditis, but then a lot of these could be other adverse reactions. Actually, myocarditis is the most common severe side effect. Even if you include things like anaphylaxis, things like Bell's palsy, all of them are numbers that are much greater. Absolute horseshit. Because what did Germany just come out and admit? Oh, well, it's right here. They tweeted out that the actual risk of myocarditis is not one in 33,000 as she just tried to gaslight those people into an early grave with. In fact, it's actually one in 5,000. And then they deleted that tweet and they said it's 0.2 in 1,000, which is one in 5,000. And that number is high. That number is way too high. So take away a bunch of those 33,000 jelly beans and get it somewhere under 5,000. And then get 5,000 people and tell them all to go up and pick. There's a real test for you. Of course, you know, this is all in their head, right? Am I allowed to say the V word on TikTok? Because I'm just about to and we're just going to see how that goes. Vaccine. Let's talk about it. So in 2020, I had just won a fitness competition. I maybe had a small patch of eczema on my hand, maybe my, my inner arm here and that was it never on my face never ever 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 i had my eczema so well under control for 29 years that at that point i was not actively working with a dermatologist but let me tell you this after every vaccine shot and i had three my eczema got worse and i'm not saying that the vaccine triggered my tsw i think it was a full perfect storm clusterfuck of things that happened to me. So as my skin got worse, I get told that I need to go see a dermatologist. So I go to the dermatologist and the dermatologist prescribes me stronger and stronger creams. He says, oh my God, you're worsening eczema. You need to go on Clycospor and you need to go on methotrexate. 
<sighs> these are drugs for people that are undergoing cancer treatments. And, I and these are drugs for people that actually have an immune system that's functioning, and she doesn't. That's why her face looks like she's been out on the stranded at sea for a week with no water. I was putting it in my body and just blindly doing what the doctors are telling me. Fast forward to January of 2022, I go in full blown TSW withdrawals. I get, I was shaking cold. I couldn't regulate my heat. I was oozing metallic liquid out of my skin. I was gaining weight, even though I wasn't eating. I literally just enjoyed myself last night and had crispy cauliflower. And this is what happened to me. So man, if I, I can't even begin to tell you how upset I am. Holy hell. <laughs> Do you know that I'm paying $1,164 on a medication called Dupixin? By the way, that's half off on a drug that I did not need prior to this, prior to the vaccines, prior to, prior to, prior to. Sorry, OMG. I'm just so freaking fucked fed up. <laughs> I don't want to be that person that fucking cries on this app, but God fucking damn it. Really? Like, I feel like my whole life's been stripped from me. This is so freaking painful. Ugh. Yeah, I'm that, I'm that person that cries on this app, but it's not about a boy. It's about my freaking life. Um, She's been ugh. destroyed and thrown Anyone away. else? Anyone else notice this? Like I was literally just following doctor's orders, following the government mandates, and now this is my life. <laughs> Am I allowed to say? While some of these fucking doctors use fake vaccine passes, early treatment for COVID, for them and their families, while they let these people die. She's probably not going to make it. Probably won't be alive in two or three years. While there is around a 1 in 33,000 chance of getting myocarditis in that age group from the vaccine, your chances of getting myocarditis from COVID are higher. Of course, the thing she's not going to tell you, vaccine-induced myocarditis, far more severe than uh, coronavirus-induced myocarditis. Why? Well, it's the spike protein that's binding to the ACE2 receptors and um, killing the cells, creating the scar tissue in the heart. And well, when you have the virus, you have it in far lower levels than what's produced from the vaccine. It's orders of magnitude higher. So when you get the shot and you get myocarditis from it, it's always worse. So am I just unlucky that I've heard of so many people experiencing it? I don't know whether you are unlucky or whether it's something else. For example, the fact that you go to marches, you have a community of people around you where you talk about these issues. And part of that community means that you are more likely to be tapped into stories of people who are unlucky. Not at all. You've included one side effect. Like, if you want to have a discussion, an open, honest discussion about adverse reactions and about those numbers, this is not how we should be doing this. It makes me quite angry and quite frustrated when I'm, you know, gunning for 
thousands of people who have either died or been injured that I'm going to sit here and entertain jelly beans. I fully understand your frustration. I'm so frustrated. No, this is just say, the most frustrating thing I've ever done in my entire life. It's important to acknowledge that there have been vaccine-related deaths, mostly oh, related to a rare type of blood clot associated with the AstraZeneca vaccine. The numbers of fatal blood clots reported in the UK up to May 2021 were in the tens, not the hundreds. And as soon as the link was spotted, age groups at higher risk of clotting were no longer given the AZ vaccine as standard. Okay. <sighs> of course, what's the other part of the DMED data that we can look at here? Hypertension, high blood pressure, like, you know, from the white shit in the veins, maybe. 2,181% increase in the DMED data. Diseases of the nervous system, neurological damage from the spike, from the prions, 1,048% increase. Malignant neoplasm, cancer of the throat, esophagus, 894% increase. MS, 680% increase. Neoplasms in the digestive organs, 624% increase. Guillain-Barre, 551. Now, that was a rare one, right? Really, really rare. Breast cancer, 487% increase. Demyelating, 487% uh, increase. That was a, mm, I'm forgetting what that one was. Malignant neoplasms of the thyroid and other endocrine glands, 474% increase. But yeah, I'm sure it's just, uh, you know, discussion about adverse reaction. I'm sure it's just that, you know, more people because you focus on this. That's all. There's, there's nothing really to see here. So then they go this to a lab was and they get this doctor who's, you know, he's the last stand between those evil pharmaceutical companies and your safety. And he does some antibody tests, which who's to say that those antibody tests are actually measuring anything useful talked about that a number of times they've created something that produces a result and well is it a useful result eh, what do you think the vaccinated are getting sick two three times more likely to get sick their vaccine efficacy lasts a shorter and shorter amount of time crashes harder and further and faster after each successive shot Vaccine hospitalizations and ICUs go up with each shot. Whatever could be happening. It unfolded distribution quite quickly compared to others. And I think there's a bit of a fear there that, that how was that done yeah. so fast and passed through legislation? Yeah, yeah, it's a really important question and it's a, it's a really relevant one because the speed uh, with which these vaccines were developed is unprecedented. The way it was done was not by missing out steps that we normally do. It was by taking an enormous financial risk that you wouldn't normally take. One uh, academic that I spoke to. Bullshit. They didn't do toxicology studies. They didn't do pregnancy studies. They didn't do midterm or long-term studies. Saying that they didn't take any shortcuts. What an absolute steaming pile of shit. 
said that it was also because uh, of bureaucracy, really, that, that mm -hmm. normally someone wants to schedule a meeting and they're like, oh, I can see you in three months. Whereas in this situation, the urgency was so ever-present that people just got rid of anything else that was in their diary and this was the priority. So they cut 12 years down by just everybody working really hard on this one. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, she's just gaslighting these people with bullshit. If, if you eject a bunch of people with stuff and it shows up 18 months later, there's no way to predict that. It just happens. That's why you do these mid to long-term studies before you inject billions of people with this brand new gene transfection therapy. What's actually in the vaccine? The vaccines that we're using in this country at the moment are quite different from the vaccines that we've used in the past. Okay, he asked what was in it. You gonna answer that? We were able to get the code for the, this spike protein on the virus within a matter of weeks uh, from China. And that- Oh yeah, our enemy who we're at war with. And y'all took that and you put it into mRNA and injected it into people's bodies because they said that was it. That was the one to do. And it's totally safe. Trust us. We haven't done any of the long-term studies, but China's not at war with us trying to disable the military, make the people sick so they can crash the market and come in and buy everything up. Uh, people like me and people like um, uh, the regulatory authorities exist as a kind of buffer in between them and, and the public. And if results come out that companies might not like the look of, it's my job to publish them and make sure that everyone knows what's going on. Well, guess what? You fucking failed big time. You didn't protect anything. You didn't raise the alarm. Here you are. Just another cog in the wheel. Not realizing, of course, that all of them are compromised. All of these agencies compromised, bought off by Big Pharma, leveraged by the intelligence community, self-interested by their own patents. This is criminal. And here's this guy. Well, I'm going to keep you safe. Don't worry. Take the vaccine. What we know for sure, the vaccine does not cause miscarriage. We know that the vaccine... I guess she hadn't seen the Pfizer trial data where basically pretty much all the babies, 23 abortions <laughs> out of 28, one baby was born. One baby. No idea what happened to 238 that also got pregnant during the trial. Oops. But I'm sure it's fine. What we know for sure, the vaccine does not cause miscarriage. We know Lion. that the vaccine does not increase the chance of stillbirth. So we really have good safety data from a very large number of pregnant women who actually received the vaccine. And that's just in the UK? Not just in the UK. So most of the data that we have are from the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the corrupt CDC that's putting out false data that stopped reporting cancer deaths and some others. We showed that in last week's show. From the UK, from Canada, from 
Israel. And they all align. All these places that have started stopping reporting certain data because it looks so bad. I'm with each other. They all basically all say consistent. the same thing. There's been no, no concern so far. What's new that actually is potentially the vaccine is actually useful for you and for the baby. So the most recent data tells us that the vaccine could reduce the risk of stillbirths by about 15%. This is a bullshit CDC study by their fixer who put that together and the reality is it's 15% the other direction. In women who get the vaccine. That is a number that is worth repeating. If you catch COVID while pregnant, your risk of losing the baby to you stillbirth are lying is and gaslighting these people lower with bullshit. the vaccine. It's disgusting. Of course, here's those numbers again. 23 spontaneous abortions, two premature baby deaths, two in intrauterine deaths, one neonatal death, one normal outcome, five pending outcomes, and 238. Wow, we just, we don't know what happened to them. I mean, Pfizer wouldn't have taken their data and thrown it out because it looks so fucking bad, would they? They wouldn't do that, no. Of course, speaking of the UK, we've had the safety signal go off not once, but twice in a Scotland hospital for stillbirths. There's the data. But there's no risk, yeah? 15% decreased risk of stillbirth if you take this shot. Of course, it's happening all over the world. Here's Taiwan. And we've gone through the Substack article from uh, Igor that laid out all of the dropping birth rates around the world. And of course, even in the own, their own data, this is from that PS Public Health Scotland. They're saying in commentary on the figures, PSH says, quote, exceeding the upper control limit indicates there are there is a higher likelihood that there are factors beyond random variation like a vaccine that may have contributed to the number of deaths. PSH said that there was, quote, currently no indication of a link between these deaths and COVID-19 infection. What about the vaccine, PSH? Hmm? But they're going to they're going to examine it further and get to the bottom of this. You want to have the conversation about data and statistics. I want to have that conversation, too. So that's why I thought that we could sit down and, and have this chat. I think the most impacting and the most interesting for us to talk about right now would be trials. I want to talk about trials. Yeah. Is this an approved drug in the same way that when I take a paracetamol? Yes. Well, now, it's exactly the same. Hang Completely on, on, approved on. and not under emergency protocol. Oh, hold on. I can't I can't just chase you. Around. No, no, I'm really sorry. There are different versions of the vaccine. It's possible for one version to be approved while simultaneously companies and the researchers are running clinical trials for subsequent versions. So those two things are not in conflict with one another. So every time that you get an adaptation to the vaccine, you have to go back through Mm -hmm. the whole process and demonstrate not just that it... Nope, that's not even true. In fact, that was the last thing that the FDA's advisory panel did. They gave... These pharmaceutical cartels, carte blanche access to just say, well, nope, it's just an updated spike. So we don't have to do the trials. We'll just see what happens. It works, but that it's safe. Absolutely lying. It is. The vaccines do indeed go on to phase four trials after approval, but this is normal. 
Phase four trials are the ongoing surveillance of the drug after rollout. Oh, it looks well, like the last two years is... Guess what? In the Pfizer trial, they vaccinated the control group, putting an end to that surveillance. So, no, they are not fucking doing phase four trials. But she will sit there and gaslight these people and tell them whatever they want to hear, regardless of how much truth there is to it. It's affected both of them very deeply, and they're really, they, they, they know people who have really had a really terrible time, and they're upset about it. You can't really have a proper rebuttal about that. Wish I could just dismiss them can reduce your risk of early death. So these people have done a study and they basically looked at golfers. And Here's one of their experts coming in to, you know, explain causation is not correlation, boys and girls. And they worked out that golfers tend to live longer. What they hadn't taken account of was what other exercise hmm. people do or how rich people are. Golfers are richer yeah. than other people. So they missed out two massive factors that determine cohorts. your risk of okay. early death. Okay. And so although there was a sort of credible looking study behind it, actually the claim just doesn't stack up. It's, it's a really it interesting up. example okay. of correlation and causation is what, yeah. what the statisticians call it. But essentially it's not that people who play golf live longer. It's that people who live longer play golf. Yeah. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me show you something else. These are vaccines administered by income group. You've got low, middle income, high, and upper middle. Those are how many vaccines they've been administered. Here comes deaths. What do you know? They correlate across each income strata. The group with the lowest vaccine adoption, the low income group, they have the lowest side effects. Mid, low, middle, same story. Upper, middle, high, both correlate very well. Deaths to income. There absolutely is a correlation. You take this poison and you're increasing your risk of serious disease and death. Not just COVID, because that's another one of the ways that they try and hide this and make it about COVID. It's not. It's about all-cause mortality, which is up 40%. So th th this is a picture that was circulated online. And this is, you can see somebody applying fake blood yeah, to I this guy. That. I mean, how could we have a discussion about the vaccines without talking about Ukraine of all topics, right? Right. Yeah. Are you serious? Right. Yeah. Actors. Um, paying actors this was circulated they? online to claim that either the whole war in Ukraine was a hoax or at least that some of what was being reported as happening was a hoax. So remember the phone call and the doctor was about to give the shot and then the kid had seizures and it's clearly that would have been blamed on the shot. Well, we found a singular piece of propaganda here. Now we can discount everything that's not the official government narrative. Do you know where that picture's from? Where? It's from a TV drama oh, recorded damn. long before yeah, the war let's started. Throw all the Ukraine wow. stuff out. I just want to talk about the Ukraine one just for one second, if I can, because yeah. I know, because Luca, I know you, I told you the other day that I had a look on your Twitter feed. Oh, yeah, God. How did you get on it? Because it was private. <laughs> <laughs> but I must have undone it and then did it again. <laughs> must have been a hot glow or something. Or yeah. That someone I know that This is incredibly irrelevant. It's it is so irrelevant what you're saying right now. I can tell no. you the reason. No, no. 
We're not talking about a war. We're not using that to discredit anything. This whole group is saying. I'm not trying saying, to discredit anything. You're, you're generalising again. We're not doing this. No, We're not doing this. I'm not trying. We're not to talking trick about you. a war. We're talking about a vaccine here. Why can we never get through just a discussion and then you guys can hold some of those conversations and say what you have to say? OK, you said you looked at my social media and you saw something about the war. This guy actually went there and he said it was like a film scene. Like, they were paying actors to pretend about the war. Like, propaganda. Most of the videos posted on social media that claim to be from Ukraine are untrustworthy. Oh, I just lost Twitter spaces, I think. Sorry, guys. No, I think it's still going. Okay, there we go. So, once again, what's the message? Well, we found this one piece of propaganda, therefore it's all propaganda, just like with the phone call. Of course, remember this this lady right here, the German journalist that went over to Ukraine, started getting firsthand interviews from Ukrainian women who have been shelled by their own government, who are actually applauding the Russians for coming in and saving them. And what did they do? They froze her bank accounts and convicted her of a crime of wrong speak and hope to arrest her when she comes home. But everything there is propaganda because we found this photo, which by the way, you know who probably put that photo out? a pharma cartel fixer to discredit or, you know, some other Soros-backed organization or some other intelligence community trying to create disruption. That's what's happening over and over and over again. And now they're using it to tell you it's all fake. So Uh. this, this is a picture that was circulated online. And this is, you can see, somebody applying fake blood yeah, to I this guy, that. right? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Actors. Um, you guys can hold some of those conversations. Oh, no. Sorry, that was an extra clip. Or something happened there. Um, okay. Why do they bring up Ukraine into this, right? Seems like an interesting question to me. Well, here you go. Rosemont Seneca Partners is the firm tied to Hunter Biden, the U.S. president's son. And the Russian defense ministry is listing uh, financial entities that are involved in these bio labs in Ukraine. Now, they also listed George Soros's Open Society Institute uh, and Open Society Foundations, uh, which are also involved with them, and uh, as well as the Ministry of Defense of Ukraine and the Ministry of Health of Ukraine uh, and the U.S. Department of Threat Reduction. Um, All of them seem to be tied in with these bio labs. um, And it appears that, you know, those bio labs at first that they said didn't exist, that that was a conspiracy theory that only lasted like a day. Then they came out and said, "Okay, yeah, they do exist, but they're not they're not bio labs. They're defensive. What are we doing in these defensive research uh, facilities, biological research facilities, as they're calling them now? Oh, we go around and take all these deadly bits from different viruses and things, pathogens, and we put them together into one package, and then we try and create a vaccine from the thing that didn't exist that never would have existed without us building it in the first place. And oops, it got out. Oh, and oops, it got out again. Because coronaviruses have been leaked time and time and time again. This one was not the first one. This was the most successful one. It sort of worked, but didn't really So then they just had to manufacture a pandemic 
with falsified testing, with, uh, you know, Paxlovid deaths. Okay, what did uh, John O'Looney tell us about the UK? They went in and gave 12 milligrams of diazepam or diazolam, something like that, lethal dose. And he was going in, picking up the bodies every week. And, you know, you could say, oh, I don't believe that, Sam. There's no proof. Well, guess what? They ordered 400% of their normal annual supply and used it all in that in one year, early on in the pandemic. Where did that go? Fuck do you think happened to it? I, I'm all ears. You don't think they mass murdered a bunch of their elderly that they were supposed to take care of that didn't have the money for, so let's just kill off grandma in the state-run nursing homes. That's who these people are. Uh, that, that Rosemont Seneca Partners, uh, the reason that they would be involved is because they have a relationship with Metabiota and Black and & Veatch, which are main suppliers of Pentagon Biolab materials. Now, uh, Moscow is also coming forward and saying uh, that it appears these biolabs are connected uh, with institutions uh, and research organizations that are related to nuclear missiles. This is what was said. The scale of the program is impressive. In addition to the military, the U.S. Agencies for International Development, the George Soros Foundation, and the Center for Disease Prevention Control are directly involved in its implementation. Scientific supervision is carried out by leading research organizations, including the Los Alamos National Laboratory, which developed nuclear weapons as part of the Manhattan Project. All these activities are carried out under the full control of the Pentagon. Now, the over 30... Correct. I mean, it's the Pentagon that built all of these building blocks into this virus over the years. The PRRA, the HIV inserts, the so on and so forth. Funded all of that, developed the way to do it without leaving fingerprints. That was Ralph Barrick's contribution. And then shipped it off to China for production. Thirty biolabs are accused by Russia of being involved in weapons development and trying to develop biological weapons. Of course, what is the Defense Department funding those under? Oh, no, it's uh, defensive research using LAV, live attenuated viruses except the viruses don't exist until they create them. And by the way, they're creating the nastiest bioweapons they can come up with. Now, the USA denies this and insists they are simply research facilities. Uh of course, the USA hasn't let international inspectors in. They claim they have nothing to hide, but then they can't let anybody see what they don't have to hide. Um, and we did hear acknowledgement of these facilities' existence from U.S. Undersecretary uh, Victoria. Whoops. No, what happened there? Newland. Ukraine. What is it doing? Acknowledgement of these facilities' existence from U.S. Yeah. Newland. Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities. We are working on how they can prevent any of those materials from falling into the hands of uh, should they approach. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know what is happening with the garbled audio, but she's basically like, we've been working with the Ukrainians to make sure none of our research material that's completely defensive falls into the Russian hands. Like, why would they worry about that if that's actually what it is? Because it's not. They're lying. These are bioweapons labs 
and they've been caught red-handed. And this is, I think, primarily what this Ukraine invasion has been about. I mean, a number of different factors at play, but that's a key one, no doubt. And then what do we have from dictator Jacinda? You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, You can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We will provide information frequently. We will share everything we can, uh, everything you are, else you see, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus on that. We are the truth. We dictate your reality to you. As we shut down your industries, destroy your economies, take away your lands, disrupt your food production, and hope to starve you, many of you, to death. That's who these people are. And this is what's coming for them. In Sri Lanka, they've now burned down 36, 38 houses belonging to politicians. Told you this was coming for a long time. They're going to burn some of them alive inside their houses. There's no running from this. This is what's going to happen when people realize what's been done to them by these people. There's going to be no stopping them. Okay. Let me go back. Story here is the medical story. Joe Biden and a whole lot of other people have gotten pretty sick with COVID after getting multiple shots. What is that about exactly? How did that happen? It's easy to just mock that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's clearly untrue. But is there a connection between getting most multiple COVID vac shots and getting sicker. Is it possible that the vaccine actually can hurt you? Especially if you keep getting boosted? Can it? Uh, Yeah, that's kind of what we've been talking about for about three months now. Tucker, damn. You're three to five times more likely to get reinfected with COVID if you've had the shots. The more shots, the worse it gets for you. It's dose dependent. It's all about spike exposure weaken your immune system? Well, that looks possible. Multiple studies have looked into this. Just last month, the Journal of Food and Chemical Toxicology published the findings of several mRNA researchers, and we're quoting, in this paper, we present evidence that vaccination induces a profound impairment in type one interferon signaling, which has diverse adverse consequences to human health. Well, that seems like a headline. Did you read that in the New York Times? No, you probably didn't. Kind of weird since hundreds of millions of people got the shot. The researchers continued that in their studies of the COVID vaccine, quote, we identify potential link to neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. 
This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, yeah. What do you think is happening? Am I allowed happening? to see the V word on TikTok? Because I'm just about to, and we're just going to see how that goes. To this girl. And that's why I don't think she'll be around in five years. Because this is not eczema getting bad. This is her immune system failing to keep it in check, leaving her open to all sorts of nastiness. And it's only a matter of time before something comes along and does a number on her health. Story here is latent viral infections. Quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true. It is. But it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting. The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Mm-hmm. Ah, now your first T-cell exhaustion. Every shot, you're suppressing innate immune system through this signaling. Response, if you're a humane person, to a line like that has got to be deep sympathy. Because people were misled, they were forced. They were forced. Medical ethics thrown out the window. People were forced to take medicine they didn't want. And some of them may have been hurt by it. And you don't have to take this man's word for it. Pull up the Lancet study yourself. You won't find anything of the text of the article saying what Kenji Yamamoto said, which is weird. Why would the Lancet want to hide a major finding like that? We can't say. But if you look at table three in the piece, here's what you'll find buried in the data. Among people around the age of 80 who have been double vaccinated, that would include people like Joe Biden, the per capita rate of medical incidences, including hospitalizations or death, is nearly twice as high as the rate of serious incidents for the unvaccinated. This is 180 days after vaccination. What is that? And why is no one interested? That's your immune system failing. And guess what? That's exactly, he's talking about the incidence being twice as high. See the green compared to the orange? More than twice as high. Exactly what they're seeing in New South Wales and Australia. You've said that you didn't believe uh, that it came from a lab leak in Wuhan. Um, do you refute the accuracy of any of these emails that came out from the Oversight Committee uh, showing top virologists warning you that the virus pointed to gain-of-function research right. and a lab leak? Right. Yeah, but w- no, actually, but what we did, we called a group... Yeah, no, but actually what we did... Of high- See, what happened was... Highly rated and competent virologists to actually look at that feasibility. No, see, what happened was Pradhan Pradesh's paper came out and y'all saw it and panicked and got it discredited and created a coordinated attack to go on the offensive with misinformation to shut this down. That's what happened. That's what Fauci did. And that's what the emails show. 
they looked at the virus and they said, you know, we really got to look at this more closely. And I invite you to look and ask any one of those virologists who were there. And when they finally looked at it carefully, they said, you know, upon re-looking at this carefully now, we think it's more likely that it was a natural evolution. And you Could still believe that? There are more and more organizations that point no, right I, to I, a lab leak. Bullshit. They had the meeting. They tried to squash it. You had Dazit go out there and only, you know, we want to leave no stone un- unturned and let's find out how this was a naturally evolved virus. No, no, that's not so, Brad. No, I mean, there are more it people isn't. saying it. It's both, not so at both all. Both here and around the, well, around well, the world. More, yeah, but, Brad, but, more but, people but, saying but, it but, doesn't but. mean there's more evidence of it. Now, we always must, and I'll be very official about this, you keep an open mind to any possibility. And I have been of that bent from the very beginning. But if you ask me and a lot of qualified virologists looking at the evolution of this and the epidemiological circumstances, you talk to people that have nothing to do with us here. We look at Australian investigators, people from the UK, people from Canada. Mm-hmm. They say we have an open mind, well, but it looks very, very much like this was a natural occurrence. I mean, Dr. Fauci, just time, to be honest. How many of those take money from pharma, from the pharmaceutical cartels or from the NIH or NIAID or some other government agency that requires them to toe the line? Because that's what's going on here. Science has been co-opted and this man is a lying piece of shit mass murderer. That when you, you keep read those, an open mind. When you read those emails, it does not sound like you have an open mind. When you read the email from no, no, um, Kirsten Anderson, who says the unusual features of the virus make yeah. up a real small part of the genome, and one has to right. look really closely at but, the sequences to see that some features look engineered, right. and you say this is... Yeah, like the HIV inserts at the three binding sites, and those were just random mutations even though they're more than a couple nucleotides long, which makes them really, really unlikely to be random mutations. It's a shiny object and it'll go away. It does not sound like you're open-minded to it. That's not investigating it. I, I know you're a good person. I know you a long time. If you take a group of emails when people are considering and thinking out loud and you stop there and don't look at the weeks of careful examination by those same people that wrote the emails and then say, you know, now that we've looked at it in the published peer review literature, they explain very clearly why they think it's a natural occurrence. The same people who you stopped at this no, point. I understand. But they're the, the same people that are getting funded by reading, you, by you, getting money from you. And they published a piece <sighs> called The Proximal Origin of yeah. SARS in the mm-hmm. natural me- medicine. Right. Did you help edit that right. piece? No, I did not. Okay. I don't, I, you, but this is where it's going. And you, you know that there's a Brett, Senator finish. Paul you, and others are calling for you to testify. Oh, yeah. Fine. And will you? But let me tell you, that'll be fine. Because what you need to do, Brett, I know you're better than this. You go to the people who are there. And if you okay. think I've got independent a, scientists I've got to run because I'm going to hit a computer from, break. From, well, you know, I know, Dr. Fauci. Thank you for the time. We'll be right back. Right, all right. All right. Yeah, good, good. he's caught. 
Let me show you how much integrity Fauci's got. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she, if, she, get it. if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's, the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Except for COVID, right? COVID's completely different. All right, the scene in Macau, China today, it's the gambling haven of the world, and it's been shut down or will be for at least another week right now as COVID cases uh, begin to flare up there. 25 million uh, Shanghai residents, by the way, are separately being asked to be retested to see if things are spreading there as well. And we're seeing limited movement in Hong Kong on the same story. So it's repeating itself in Asia. It's jarring those who th thought that at least we were over this. At least there, that is not the case. And there are spikes in cases here as well. Dr. Anthony Fauci knows of what I speak. He had to endure COVID himself and a pretty bad case of it. The White House chief medical advisor joining us now. Doctor, good to have you. How are you feeling? I'm doing real well, Neil. Thank you for asking. I'm actually fully recovered and I'm essentially back to normal. Thank goodness. Now, you were you know, being treated again. Uh, was there a flare up after the flare up? What was going on there? Well, what happened is I was initially infected so and given my was... age, uh, at being a risk person at my age, I took Paxlovid. Right. And it successfully diminished the symptoms pretty effectively. And then when I finished the course, I tested myself on a Monday. I was negative, Tuesday negative, Wednesday negative. But then on Thursday, it reverted back to positive. So simultaneously with that, literally within 12 hours, I started to get a return of symptoms with fever, with aches, with, uh, you know, some little bit of a cough, not very bad. So I went back on Paxlovid for another five days. That cleared things up very well. And now I've been negative for multiple, multiple days since then. So I'm doing very well, thanks. Um, let me ask you about this, because when people heard, oh, my gosh, this has happened, you know, to Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, everyone knows someone who's gotten this again, and sometimes again after that, and uh, they're beginning to wonder about the regimen for treating it. Uh, you know, uh, whether you get two vaccination shots, whether you get a booster, another booster, they just don't know. What do you tell them? Well, I, that, that's a great question, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to clarify it, Neil. There's no doubt that the vaccines themselves, particularly vaccine plus a booster at the appropriate time when you become eligible for a booster, for more than one booster, if you're over 50 years old, you get eligibility for two boosters. One of the things that's clear from the data that even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection. They protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitalization and death. And I believe that's the reason, Neil, why at most... They protect quite well for the limited narrow window that they define for their studies and then go into negative territory and leave you more likely to catch COVID and experience those same severe reactions. Everything that comes out of their mouth is just a flat-out lie and misdirection. Stop being gaslighted by these murderous criminals. My age, being vaccinated and boosted, even though it didn't protect me against infection, I feel confident oh, that it made a major role in protecting me from progressing to severe disease 
And that's very likely why I had a relatively mild course. So my message to people who seem confused because people who are vaccinated get infected, the answer is, if you weren't vaccinated, the likelihood you would have more severe course than you did have when you were vaccinated. It would have been but, so you know, there are a lot worse. of people looking at this, especially with this new strain. I can't even keep up with a doctor or even know if I'm pronouncing it right. This BA 2.75 or what have you. Uh, it always seems to be mutating. It always seems to be spreading. And yet the collective view of the world is we are over this time to move on, time to live our lives, time to fly again. We're no longer forcing those who are coming in from other countries uh, that they've either been vaccinated or testing negative for the virus itself. So how do you feel about all this? Well, we are certainly not over it. And I think that, you know, people have an understandable desire to put this in the rearview mirror and say we're through with it. But that's just not the reality, Neil. And when I say that, I don't mean to scare people or to get people feel they have to dramatically alter their lives or do anything with mandating a thing like that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about making use of the available interventions that we have. Let me give you an example. 67% of the people in this country are vaccinated. We rank very low among developed and developing nations. He's seriously about to tell me to go get vaccinated. In the proportion that are vaccinated. Of those who were vaccinated, only about half of them have gotten their first boost. Again, we've got to do better than that. We're giving the virus the opportunity to continue to spread in our community. And Wait, the vaccines don't stop spread. They don't stop infection or spread. So getting vaccinated is not stopping that. He's lying again. If we do simple things which are not disruptive in any major way, vaccination, boosting, testing. For example, if you're going to go to a function, you want to get tested to make sure you're negative so that if you are infected and you have minimal symptoms, you don't spread it. If you have a vulnerable person in your household, someone who's on chemotherapy or immune compromised, you might want to test regularly to make sure you don't inadvertently bring the virus home to a susceptible person. Those pretty much across the globe, nothing like what's going on in China, but they're not severe cases. They're very few hospitalization cases, although they're spiking as well. That makes Americans. Wait for it. I think the severe cases are coming. That's what Gertz basically predicted. People are going to start dying of COVID. Particular say, been there, done that, over that. What do you tell them? Well, I tell them it's understandable with that attitude, but be careful. We are still having an increase in hospitalizations. He's just setting himself up for the vaccine deaths that he knows are coming. We're having many more infections than being recorded. We say it's about 140,000 a day. Those are grossly undercounted because many people who get infected do a home test and don't report it. And we Oh, so now his testing has an underreporting factor, but theirs does not. We are still at around 300 deaths per day. Liars. That is an unacceptably high level, Neil. So although people kind of say, been there, done that, mm -hmm. well, we're at a level that is not an acceptable level for us. We've got to do better than that. All right. I know this was tough on you because you missed your daughter's wedding, at least to be there in person because of this COVID scare. So I hope everything went okay. You're okay. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm fine, and thank you for asking, Neil. Really appreciate it. All right, Dr. Fauci. Queensland faces a severe third COVID wave. Seven News can reveal the police commissioner will mandate a fourth booster shot for officers aged oh, over 50. Go well. The service is forging ahead with mandates while the state government moves further away from them. Their mandate is to protect, and the commissioner says she's protecting officers with mandates. Sending out this direction, all members 50 years old and over must receive their fourth winter booster vaccination. It's in line with the Australian Technical Advisory Group's advice issued just a fortnight ago. But in Queensland, there are still no vaccine mandates for firefighters. Healthcare workers need two shots. Paramedics and anyone in aged care must have three. Only officers will need four to keep their jobs. I think the time for some of those mandates is possibly behind us at the moment. It's a little bit more complicated than it was early on when it was very clear that there was a benefit from some of those rules. Queensland's booster rate remains yeah, Australia's no worst at 64.1%. Even as our hospitals face record numbers of COVID patients above 1,000 today, there were 9,000 new cases. Queensland recorded 10 deaths and the peak's not here yet. It could easily still be three or four weeks away if we don't intervene. A week on from the Origin Decider at Suncorp Stadium, the results are in. Griffith University research shows COVID cases have gone up 70%. Masks weren't a must, they still aren't. Well, we're not mandating because people have to... We, we trust people to use their personal responsibility. The ECHA begins in a fortnight. Any gathering of people has the potential... To Translated, it's too politically expensive for us to mandate masks again. We don't want to lose that much credibility. It'll be a super spreader event. Schools are taking extra precautions. We are really uh, being careful. I mean, even something like uh, we're not having full school assemblies now. At Morris College Ashgrove, masks are encouraged, not enforced, following the government letting Queenslanders make their choices. Meanwhile, at Heathrow... A little bit of luggage there. Actually, a sea of luggage. Why? Because the pilots, the ground crews, people working at the airport, they all got vaccinated too. And they're sick and out disabled and dying and dead too. And now there's not enough people to run the airline network. How many times did I tell you this was coming? Are you starting to believe me yet? It's collapsing. Our whole society is about to crumble and collapse, and then we're going to have to rebuild coming out the other side. Another one. This is in Austin. This is the president of the Selena, president of the Austin EMS Association in Austin, Texas, of course. What's she saying? Oh, we had a traumatic emergency and no ambulances available for almost 30 minutes in Austin, Texas, capital Texas. We have downed multiple units today due to staffing, even though we're called in everyone with overtime. They can't get enough people. They don't have enough people to keep this thing running, and it's going to get worse. All of those vaccine injuries I went through earlier, that's, we're, we're only like at 2x, two times a day right now and those are just the notable ones that we're going to you know that you make headlines most of them don't but it's going to go to 5x um 
I simply want to comment on some of the uh, comments made by the... Let's not forget some of these politicians like Nader here. ...gentleman from Ohio, Mr. Jordan. Um, it is entirely proper and necessary for, in many cases, for employment to be denied to people who refuse to take the vaccine. It is entirely proper for health care to be denied in many cases for people who refuse to take the vaccine. The vaccine, after all, any vaccine is not to protect yourself only. It is to protect the other people, all other people who may catch the virus from you. Certainly, health care workers have a right to be protected from patients who refuse to take the vaccine and could transmit the virus to them. Certainly, teachers have the same right. No, no. Your rights begin end where my body begins. You don't have a right to override my choices for my body. What you're talking about is a fascist uh, technocracy of, well, subject, if we say this is for the greater good, you have to take it. Fuck you, pal. Never forget these people. Certainly everybody else has the same right. That is why every school district in the country, so far as I know, requires before children can start kindergarten that they be vaccinated for diphtheria, nope. for whooping Plenty cough, for several other religious diseases. Exemptions. Not just to protect them, but to protect their classmates and their teachers. So it is entirely proper to require that people be vaccinated. It is entirely proper that people who are not vaccinated can be denied services in a situation in which they endanger holocaust. the provider of the services. What he's talking about are measures for a holocaust so, um, that they perpetrated I, on us. Uh, I think that uh, this amendment, as I said, has nothing to do with this bill, but I do want to comment on, and I opposed it for that reason, but uh, I did want to comment on what Mr. Uh, um, um, Jordan had said, and I yield back to Mr. Of course, we've got three CIA agents running Facebook's content policy. That's just a coincidence, I'm sure. <laughs> Come on, folks. Of course, Tedros here, the WHO, he's decided for all of going against the advice of his advisory panel, which voted nine to six not to make it an emergency. Guess what? Of these reasons, I have decided that the global monkeypox outbreak represents a public health emergency mm. of international concern. Of course, what did we just go through with the whole thing with the last meeting that they did? in Davos, what were they trying to do? Take over the sovereignty of the individual states, only though in the event of an emergency, a public health emergency, like the one he just declared there over monkeypox. Yeah, folks. Yeah, just let these people run wild and do whatever they want because you can trust them all. They're, they're acting within in our best interest for sure. Meanwhile, in China, you've got, we've talked about the banks and how they rolled out the tanks. Now, somebody said that was for summer exercises, that they do that periodically uh, or maybe annually. 
I don't know. I know that they are having runs on the banks, and here's Wall Street Silver saying about 950,000 home buyers are refusing to pay mortgages, totaling an estimated $100 billion as construction stalled due to the Evergrande bankruptcy. Building suppliers and contractors are also boycotting their loans in protest. The system is freezing up. Yeah. And this is, I think, the domino that's going to trigger the next downturn in global markets, stock markets, real estate markets, everything else, crypto markets, all of it is going to be dragged down as this, um, as the repercussions of this bankruptcy ripple out around the world because this was a big company a lot of people put money in here and now it's gone now i talked about, uh talked about the sort of waves coming up tide comes in leaves a bunch of crap on the beach pulls it out well what you're looking at these are farmers bringing their cows in for slaughter just lining the, the state highway there in both directions, probably a mile, mile and a half of vehicles, trucks pulling, pulling trailers, two horse trailers. It looks like right now the tide has brought in cheaper beef in Texas and probably some of the surrounding states as well. Why? Because of the drought, because of the high temperatures, they're not growing as much hay. So what do they have to do? And of course, feed prices are going through the roof with inflation and everything else. What do they have to do? They have to truck in in hay. So that happened, I think it was like 2011. And what a normal bale of hay that would go for $35, $40 was $70 to $90 to feed the same, you know, same bale because it was having to be trucked in from Arkansas. So right now you have a lot of farmers who have excess cattle that they need to get rid of because they can't afford to profitably feed them. So they're taking them to the slaughter. So now is the perfect time to reach out, get a group of friends together, whatever, buy a half whole or a quarter cow and divide it up amongst you and your friends, however you want to do it. And stock up your freezer because it's about to get bad. And of course, one of the things we can do with the freeze dryer that we've got is cook some of it and then freeze dry it and store it without refrigeration in case we end up with power outages. Fully suspect that's going to happen too. Because everything's breaking down, folks. Okay, there's also this CSRQ-SM what it will mean for your life in the future. Now, this is there's a video that goes with it that talks about, it's a disguised voice, uh, and it talks about software is the program that will be used to worldwide by select government and banking institutions when the financial reset occurs. And here you go. They're going to, uh, it will intercept all banking transactions, all credit card, debt card transactions, and all known financial transactions over a period of three to five days once the system is activated. <clears throat> Sorry, folks, but if you can't tell, this is absolute bullshit right here. This is not even remotely real. The whole thing about, uh, oh, here we go. Currency plan to be used is known as the USDR. For those that with a Japanese bank account, for example, their yen will be converted into USDR overnight. 
nearly all countries on earth will use the new system. How? How are they going to make that happen? And why is it such a secret if everyone's about to switch to it? Wouldn't somebody be leaking this out besides these guys? <sighs> Software is designed to process. Yeah, it's just, it's bullshit. It's fantasy bullshit. Sorry. The whole thing about the, you get the, their, their whole profile thing has what? Four fields. <sighs> and it's your social credit score and your rank. So you could be a sovereign and then you get to spend as much money as you want. Yeah, it, this is all nonsense. So please stop asking me about this crap. <laughs> all right. Uh, of course, we've got doctors now diagnosing people with, uh, oh gosh, myocarditis, claiming that, oh, it was the cannabis that you smoked. They're actually doing a study. Increases the risk of cardiovascular events. Da, 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 da. Yeah, they're just covering this up any way, every which way they can. All right. And same thing, you know, here with the vaccines, they're sitting there telling you, you should get a vaccine if you have diabetes. Of course, it's going to make you use twice as much insulin. Why? Because your, your whole body's fucked. You shouldn't stay far away from this stuff if you've got some kind of pre-existing condition. But that's exactly the opposite of what they told people because they are just going to gaslight them into their graves. And it's time that we start standing up, start having these hard conversations with doctors, with healthcare workers. The fuck are y'all doing? Really? You keeping your current lifestyle is worth more than somebody's life. You're just going to send people down the river like that so you don't have to adjust, so you don't have to have a hard life. What a sorry excuse for a human being so many of these doctors are. Hmm. Okay. I think that's it for the show tonight. If anybody wants to jump in real quick on spaces, you can... Request the mic right. Hurry up, though. And let me check in with chats here real briefly. And then we'll get out of here. Um, yeah, I don't see any questions. Y'all are probably pretty quiet because I was just ranting. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's it then. Um might be one of the last few shows and sorry to say that but that's just the reality uh i have subsidized this show for four years and it pays me about a hundred dollars a week to do it not sustainable i'm not going to keep subsidizing this forever and i feel like you know what the market's spoken and there's not enough people out there that watch this that want to support it and so it's uh, probably going to be going away soon because I'm going to have to go do something else because this isn't isn't going to cut it. And it sucks because, you know what, we're heading into a mass formation and we need people to keep talking about it. But you know what, it's somebody else's turn. I've done this four years and like I said, I just can't subsidize it forever. Can't live on $100 a week. Not going to cut it. I'm not going to keep cashing out crypto to do this when the market just clearly has told me over and over we don't value it enough to support it. And I, you know, I can't produce a three hour show once a week and edit all the clips and cut it all down. 
by myself. The shows that typically do this, they've got three or four people working on it. And so there's no way I will be able to do this and something else. So there we go. Yeah, somebody's asking, so the unvaccinated are getting clots? Yes, absolutely. It's exposure to the spike protein. So you can get that a number of different ways. That's what we went through in the beginning. And some people uh, are even, you know, the, the embalmer, that was one of the things that he said is he's in that interview, he is finding those white fibery things in the unvaccinated. And we know that this is a cascading process. And again, I think that I got exposed to not spike protein, but actually mRNA from somebody that shed that through an exosome and transfected some some of my cells and this thing could be cascading and creating damage and that's maybe what's going on with me a little bit right now i'm still not 100 percent recovered it kind of comes and goes so yeah this is a thing that affects everybody and the key is really to manage exposure to the spike that's the key you want to minimize that as much as you can if you catch COVID, you want to have be Johnny on the spot with the treatments, whatever you're going to do, ivermectin, uh, flush niacin protocol, uh, FLCCC's protocol, I recover protocol, whatever it is. I'd say stick with one and, and do it. Um, don't try and mix them because you you know it gets a little more complicated than that. But there are lots of different. There's the methylene methylene blue. I think that um, Dr. Cole and Dr. Mercola, we're talking about as their protocol with a few other things. And they included a hyperbaric chamber to I think help repair some of the lung damage potentially. So there are different protocols out there. You need to learn them. You need to find them and uh, practice them. If you're around somebody who's recently vaccinated, keep your distance as best you can in the same house is not a good idea. Don't get any more of these shots. They're deadly. The more you take, the more likely you are to die. To end up hospitalized in the ICU. Fauci, all these experts, they're liars. They don't know what they're talking about. They're using flawed studies. They haven't looked into the data. They're taking the experts' words for it, and the experts are wrong. They've been proven wrong over and over again. They are caught, and they are trying to get away with mass murder. And they're hoping that you don't notice. So. And they'll, they will. They'll get away with it. Because most of y'all would rather keep your job. Than make some hard choices. That's just what it comes down to. So. They'll roll in the CBDC. Turn us all into slaves. But hey. You won't have to get out there. And find people that want to engage in commerce via crypto or a privacy token or anything like that. You can just do what the government wants. It'll be super easy, folks, super easy. That's how we get to where we are right now. That's how we got here. So there you go. Uh, where do I sponsor? Well, uh, so there's two places I, and I'm not like, you know, this isn't the last show or anything. It might be a few weeks. I don't know what I'm going to be able to put together. Um, but I'll try and do something. Uh, there's Patreon, but of course, they deplatform people for talking about the stuff that I talk about. So, like, that's going to could vanish at any time. There's Substack, which is going back to Stripe, which 
returned all the donations for Starlink over uh, the KYC AML. Of course, I can't even get a credit card payment to go through to Rumble for the $10 a month live streaming because they've seemed to, the bank seems to be blocking that payment. I guess I have to call them or go get a prepaid card or whatever. It's just one hassle after another. And, uh, you know, like the plat deplatforming off of YouTube and Twitch and all, I was starting to build serious audiences there and that stuff works. So, it, and it's just, it sucks, but it is what it is. You know, I've done what I can. So, uh, and there are, you know, there's the hundred bucks that I make, but there are a few of, few patrons out there that will like throw me serious money here and there, but I don't want to ask them every month. That's just, it's just easier for me to say, you know what? It wasn't enough. Couldn't build a big enough audience or whatever. People would rather focus on the red team, blue team and watch Alex prance around like an idiot, ripping signs out of people's hands and saying, yeah, we got him. Good job, Alex then they would actually learn things that could save their life. They could have saved them. They could have gave them the foundation to quit their job, as many of you I know did after listening to these shows. So, I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. So, <sighs> Subscribe Star should also be able to... to um, Oh, okay. I, maybe I'll go over there and see. I haven't, I thought it was set up, but there's so many steps to all these platforms. So I do have a subscribe store as well. I think all this is at to the lifeboats.com. Um, so if you want to, I don't know, maybe uh, I don't, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I don't know if it'll be enough, but we'll see. So anyway, it is what it is. It's just reality. Can't keep subsidizing this forever. All right. Oh, one requested. Let's bring somebody in. A free Canuck. Oh, oh. Wait. Shit, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Approve. A free Canuck, you're on the air. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, hold, hold on one second. Are, if you're on speakerphone, can you go on the handset? Because it's really echoey. Oh, and if you have the show playing anywhere, you'll want to mute that as well because that's going to be 30 seconds, a few seconds delayed. All right, try again. When you're when you're ready. He's, he's muted right now. I think fixing all that. Free Canuck. Okay. My apologies for that, sir. No worries. That's much better. just want people to hear you. I uh, I just want to thank you for discussing amyloids. And honestly, it's it's a thread that I've been trying to follow, you know, for the last six months. Very, very early data. You know, Walter Chestnut was, I think, yes. the first person that I actually heard talk about these things. Me too. You know, not a PhD, not a doctor. Is he crazy? I don't know. But there's NIH peer-reviewed published literature as well as European literature that's literally showing this thing as having prionergic disease and potential, um, you know, pathology for all of these blood clotting, all of these fibrils. And, you know, something that, that's keen on me, the only real side effect I've got of COVID and I'm not vaccinated is, is this severe tinnitus. And it's been something that I've been dealing with. And apparently you are as well since, yeah. 
since the fall of uh, of last year and no idea where it comes from. Um, I think I had a bad bout of COVID before it was a thing in February of 2020 and a mild Omicron variant, I think, in, in January. And so, you know, I don't think I've, I've suffered from this thing, but uh, it's, it's, it's a thread where, you know, I tell my doctor, I've got this bad tinnitus, what's going on? They don't know how to solve it. Have you, I'm trying to find out my own. Have you tried flush niacin? No, and and you you've mentioned it. I've certainly researched it. But definitely, I've, definitely tried you know, that. So let me tell you what happened. Yeah. So I had like all these symptoms show up. You know, started in my testes, which is why I think also that it was lipid nanoparticles that were uh, exfoliated and that I picked up, uh, and and yeah. it spread from there. And I had I I've, I have tinnitus. I've had it for years because I was in drumline, had the loud stereos, all that stuff. But it went from like a two or three where it normally is to like a six or seven, if you think of a volume on a stereo or something, one to 10. And then it started changing pitch in one ear, which is something it's never done. And that I was reading a vaccine injury report and that's what happened. And one of the other things is this ear completely stopped up my left ear. So I just like couldn't even hear out of it. And I was mispronouncing words because I couldn't hear myself during the show. Um, and I took that flush niacin and I felt my eardrum pulse with my heartbeat and then it drained. And then shortly after that, the tinnitus started going down with those flush niacin treatments and it went completely away for a while. And then it came back a little bit and I, I get times where it's completely gone and it's silent. It's like, Oh, it's so nice. But I'd say for the most part, it's been between a two and a four lately, even as I'm going through kind of this latest bout here. It's been nowhere as bad as before. And I think uh, flush niacin, melatonin, Dimitri's protocol, as crazy as he comes across, I think he's got a solid protocol that's helping a lot of people. And, uh, you know, that's yeah. why I recommended it to the women that were uh, to to uh, my friends, girlfriends that were all having menstrual problems and it helped all of them, she said. So I, I think what what that's doing, it's it's setting up, it's fixing the energy balance at a cellular level. And this is a cellular pathology. That's one of the things I kind of learned from reading all of Walter Chestnut's stuff as well as some others. And by the way, like the Mouse Army on Twitter, he doesn't get everything right is kind of their opinion on him, but he's generally pretty... Uh, pretty accurate They're, they have some minor disagreements here and there with them is kind of the consensus that i get from them looking at walter's research so go ahead yeah, but at the same time to find a, a moldable consensus from a fellow who's just doing it as a hobby right yeah. is, is incredible and he's and he's not speaking to expertise he's not he's not saying he has the story he's just literally researching the thing that no one right it feels like no one on earth is researching and i, and I think it's brilliant I, I think the NIH and I think other European agencies are catching up on the cryogenic aspects of it. That's literally coming out in the NIH and you know, the Swedish study in, uh, in June. Uh -huh. um, but you know, the other aspect is, and I've heard, I've, I've been taking quercetin, so the ZStack protocol, since, you know, fall of last year. Uh, quercetin and other bioflavonoids seem to be something that disaggregates these fibrils and and, yeah. and prevents the aggregation of the potential fibrin. I don't think it prevents the prionergic conditions because those are free amyloids, but you know, maybe one glimmer of hope. And I won't say that's conspiracy theory because literally the NIH, if you look at their peer reviewed literature, they talk about bioflavonoids and quercetin as a method for stopping these uh, prionergic conditions. And okay. 
And then, and any other research, I know I've certainly asked Walter this, and, and I know he's probably working diligently on, on how to resolve this thing. I, I don't think it stops the neuropathy aspect of it, but it's, you know, it's, it's something personally on my level, I think needs to be, needs to be addressed at some point. By yeah. And some you know, brave soul in science. Th- this is what I like about uh, Dimitri as well is he started looking at, well, why aren't smokers catching COVID? And then he starts doing the research and looking at studies and kind of puts his theory and his protocol together of what happened, of what's happening much in the same way that Walter and others have done. Um, and yeah, I think that's just a tremendous way to go about it. And we need all of these different approaches, but yeah, again, this thing it's doing damage over time. So you've got time is of the essence, which is why it's so frustrating to see these, uh, you know, like the firefighter, uh, organization president sitting there. Well, it must, it looks like, uh, it's really hot outside. So it must be heat stroke causing all these heart attacks and just gaslighting his, his injured firefighters. You know, they know what's going on at this point. There's just too many people that are injured and having trouble and so forth. And the fact that they're still covering it up means that these people are being more and more damaged we might be able to actually find some way to treat this and at least arrest it. But the damage that's done is done. You know, your organ tissues, the cells that are getting killed, they don't grow back. That's just it. That's reduced capacity. And at some point that's going to lead to multiple organ failure and you just are found dead in your bed or, you know, these fibrils building up in the vasculature until the heart just can't pump hard enough and fast enough anymore. And it gives out. So time is of the essence here. Yeah. And these people are either, you know, clueless, they're disinterested in, in finding out what's going on, that they're, they're, they're feeding on this spoon fed media narrative or, or they're literally know that they're complicit in their yeah. union push this thing. They, they, as the boss of a thousand people push this thing and, and they know that they are literally sentencing people or have already sentenced people to chronic conditions and, and, and possibly death. And, and I think, I, I think it'll, they will go to their grave saying this thing is safe and effective. Yeah. And probably in the background, exactly. not safe. They, I mean, a, a lot of just, them took it themselves. So they don't want to believe that this is true. Like yeah. they're gaslighting themselves as much as the, the people they're representing or whatever. It, it's, it's so tragic. And I, like, I've been engaging with some of the, the blue team, the, uh, the, you know, the, the mask wearers and so forth. And like, they just, you can't tell them anything. Uh, they, they, they will just deflect and discount and discredit anything that I bring to them, but anything, any critiques I have of their data that they present that they say is open and shut case, they, they also, you know, will dismiss that. So it's like, and I'm talking about debunk the funk. I don't know if you know, run across him on Twitter, but he's, he's so horrible. And, And he's like, I've, I've seen him sit there and, tell Charles Rixley, who was like a weapons of mass destruction uh, modeler for the military for 20 years, that he doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to these uh, models, distribution models. And he's like, Debunk the Funk is like a a recent college grad. And so it's like, bro, just just sit down and shut up. I I got in a Twitter battle with Debunk the Funk on that exact same uh, Rixley. Right as well. I just so, I'm losing my patience sure. with these guys. I, I I just I end up just blocking I, I them. Agree. You know, there's. But when I when I when I see that when I hear you say you're losing patience, that you know we can't lose this resistance because honestly, it's 
it's something that I think is gaining traction. Fauci's just been subpoenaed on Friday of last week. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things are going to slowly start to leak out. And it may be post midterms. It may be prior to that. It may be, you know, brave whistleblowers that haven't come out that are going to come out. But, you know, the one thing I'd probably leave with it, I'm taking too much of your time, your threat here, but, you know, I think we need to fear the virus as much as the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And and that is something that I felt I was rather dismissive of in 2021. Clearly on the, I'm not getting this thing thread and, and, and I'm healthy, but, you know, looking at just how this spike, when it, when it's cleaved, when S1 is cleaved and it enters your bloodstream and where it goes, I mean, this thing literally was manufactured as, you can call it what it is, it, it feels like it's a bioweapon. And yeah. then accidentally, willfully, whatever the deal was, oh, but I mean, it has been released on us. Yeah. And, and, and the unfortunate thing is, I'm back in that camp of like telling everyone, and the people that laughed at me last year when I, I'm from Canada, I found a way to get ivermectin in here, and in addition nice. to z and in addition to, you know, melatonin, famotidine, anything that I could get in my hands on to potentially reduce the side effects of this disease. Mm-hmm. And I'm back to telling people, like, we just, we need to fear these repeated infections. They seem mild, and they are. It's a but mild it's respiratory condition. But it's all cumulative, it, and it's and, that and, spike. And this, it, it's, the, it's the steering cleavage site. It's the fact that you can actually cleave this S1, and you've got mm-hmm. free-floating um you know, you know, S S one in your body, and secondly, if you've got this bolus of vaccine on your fifth or sixth dose in the last three years, you're guaranteed to get this massive bolus of not only spike and cleave spike, but potentially misread spike. They don't even have mRNA in these things. It's literally this pseudouridine codon optimized mess yeah. that literally has over 50% misreading rate and that's considered acceptable. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, yeah, we talked about like the stop codon because of the pseudouridine, it's converting the stop codon that tells it stop producing the, the protein, the spike, that that's just probably getting read through. But it, that's one of the things that we covered tonight. I couldn't believe it, that, uh, that they're, they've got 50%, up to 50% just junk floating around. And it's like, you you mean you're going to induce somebody's body to produce junk that you don't even know what it is or what it's going to do and and that's so you think that that's okay and it's oh, it's so dark and yeah this spike was masterfully crafted i don't think it's an accident at all uh you know from looking at some of the details that have emerged over the last month and i think like walter and both jessica <clears throat> jessica rose have made similar comments about just how, yep. uh, I, I mean, it's they, they just took out every little dangerous snippet from everything they could find and threw it together in one package, and it is really a dangerous, dangerous thing to humanity. And again, yeah, it's all about that cumulative risk. You've got to minimize your risk, your exposure to spike, to this mRNA, to COVID as well. And, you know, like just because you're not vaccinated does not mean by any measure that you're out of the woods. And I think I'm probably an example of that. Now, I, I might be on a longer timeline. I might last 10 years or I might live another 40. I, I don't know, but uh, I could suffer very well, suffer the same fate as somebody who got the vaccine just on a longer timeline. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that you just got, you, you're, you're within your own control to just get natural infections, not the transfection on it on top of that, which right. just seems, 
this it just seems gonna... criminal at that at this stage that they're still pushing yes re- re- repeated doses to this 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 misread spike. They've literally they're 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 coding the toxin and coding it poorly into humanity. The part of the virus that was literally encoded by human beings and that came out in the diffuse proposal, Barrett's diffuse proposal. Right. Um, and then, and yet they, they pick this epitope of the virus. They don't pick the nucleocapsid. They don't pick the other things because Peter Hotez and Galveston said the nucleocapsid didn't work. We got to go spike. We got to go spike. And when Fauci comes out and actually admits that they were putting in these chimeric gain of function alterations in this thing, I think his gig is up because they literally should have said from day one, do not pick the spike epitope because it literally has four gene inserts, three of which come from the HIV virus, and one of mm-hmm. which is this furin cleavage site never yep. before seen in a coronavirus in human beings in history. And right. yet they chose that epitope for our, for our body to generate tens of thousands or billions or trillions. They don't even know. Yeah. They don't know how long it lasts. They don't know how long it replicates. They don't know how long pseudouridine happens in, in, in humans because they never put pseudouridine enriched mRNA in humans up until this trial or pegylated lipids for that matter. Yeah. Or pegylated yep. lipids for that matter. And, um, Oh, there was another point I was going to make, but I completely blanked on it. Yeah. never mind. Any- See, you're mad as hell. And now you're making me mad, me mad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> the con- the you're con- you're, you're far more it. eloquent than me, than me at, uh, laying this out. Cause you have, I think much more of us, of a science background than I do. So it's nice to hear just someone else. I'm say inquisitive oh, and I, oh. and I, I, I've honestly needed to try to find a way to, to understand yeah. these things because we have, it has been dumbed down so much. And I give a big credit mm-hmm. to Jay Cooey yeah. uh, and, and his podcast on, you know, truly educating myself. I'm, I'm naive probably just as much as maybe he was on certain elements of immunology, yes. but yes. we are on our own to, and he, to understand this. Thing. Uh, JJ just did a, uh, he just did a podcast. It's on Twitch, um, GigaOm Biological. And let me, that's correct. Uh, he, he, so there's a, there's a huge contingent of my audience that thinks, oh, Sam, the viruses, they don't exist. There's no evidence of a virus. No, not even a real thing. Come on, man. Yep. <laughs> so yep. there's been this debate going back and forth and he did a show with Tim Truth. Now I think they're going to, there's, there's a group of like doctors, scientists, whatever, uh, that, are saying, you know, here's the problems that we're seeing with the way you're identifying viruses and why we think there's no evidence that viruses exist. And he went through, this is like three hours. Um, I'm sorry, four hours and 20 minutes, but it is absolutely excellent. He explains it very calmly. Matter of fact, he, he's very open like me to, you know, examine both sides and kind of state his opinion based on the evidence available and this is called uh, Meeting Tim Truth, GigaOm Biological, High Resonance, Low Noise Information Brief. I, I, he's kind of weird, uh, but excellent, excellent information. I'm only, you can see I'm only an hour and a half into it, but it just, I, I'm really looking forward to when they have further discussions as well as finishing this. So those of you that want to come on and say viruses aren't real, don't do that again until you've listened to this, please. All right. yeah. And I will not ascribe to that camp, but honestly, I, I, I empathize with that camp because anytime mm-hmm. you're put in this information vacuum, and we saw it after 
you know, the, the fourth bullet theory in the JFK assassination. We saw it when they couldn't release the footage for the moon landing, all these different mm-hmm. things. And whether you think it's real or not, when you're in this information vacuum and, and you're in this black hole, people will grasp onto anything. And, and when they right. can't isolate this virus, when RNA viruses by definition are hard to replicate in, in cell cultures, people will instantly go down that road. So I, I, mm-hmm. I empathize with the fact that they go down that road because people are in this inky black hole of misinformation and disinformation, and they are reaching out for any aspect of truth, be it non-truth or not, yeah. to kind of pacify or soothe they want what to understand. narrative they're, they're, yeah. they're grasping onto. And, and yeah. so, you know, you keep an open mind with that, and I'm not, not from a scientific perspective personally, but knowing that we are in this black hole of, of, of information, uh, you know, this, this disinformation void that we're in, and and we have to, you know, I, I'm in that same dark hole. I, I need to grab a few things that in hindsight seem pretty silly, but you go down that road and you realize quickly that this doesn't make sense. I went down that road with amyloids and I thought mm-hmm. this seems a little bit too far fetched, Walter, but you know, you're <laughs> you're a sharp guy, but I this is not this is literally not a prion disease and, and but he was literally the first person that I, I read online that that, that has now cascaded into peer-reviewed literature showing exactly what this gentleman has found. And, right. and, and that's, those are just, it's a fumbling mess when you're in this misinformation vacuum. And that's, I'm a scientist by, by trade. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I work in the oil and gas industry and, and I know that this is not how science is done. Yeah. This is, this is how science is absolutely thrown off the rails. And we yes. have just seen this absolute perversion of my, of my, of my field, not necessarily in immunology, but science in general, yeah. and taking this discourse and these parallel opinions or these descending opinions and just gaslighting them, beating them, deplatforming them, and mm-hmm. and and creating this information vacuum. Right, and it's working to the point that we don't trust anyone. My my biggest fear is like, you know, I, I'm a proponent of every other vaccine except for this one, and maybe in hindsight, there's a few that seem pretty stupid after all of this uh, mRNA thing. But the biggest mistake is one of the greatest technologies that we've seen in the 21st century, which is vaccination. And I all go back to, you know, traditional vaccines and none of these freaky chimeric ones. But we are literally creating and and WHO literally said the biggest public health fear on the planet is vaccine hesitancy. And they are creating this army, potentially 50 percent of the earth. They've already seen it in Africa because half of Africans won't take these any vaccines because they've been experimented on for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're creating this planet of vaccine hesitancy, and we're not crazy. Some of us go down that road and get pretty crazy and start thinking there's robots in this shit and all these other weird things. But, <laughs> yeah. but And again, that's that information vacuum. I, I, I empathize with those people because we have nothing to grasp onto, but they are literally creating this ocean of vaccine and therapeutic hesitant people in the in the modern world and that is that's not the way medicine should be going mm-hmm. because vaccines i think inherently are generally safe the ones that have been around for 10 or 20 years and been tweaked and they've taken the mercury out of them and hopefully they look at the other adjuvants and that after all of this mess but yeah it's i, I have questions but at the same time they've created this absolute disaster and it's going to come to light just as Fauci retires, unfortunately. Yeah. And like he's going to, I mean, he might have just agreed to go along with this because it's the end of his life anyway. And he's going to make tens of millions of dollars and get to pass that on to his kids. So it's like, 
all right, he's willing to, he might've taken the shots and taken the packs load. There's people that are like, no, Sam, he's, he's not, he's getting saline. It's not the real thing. I don't know. I think a lot of these people have gotten the real dose now. And then again, you get into, was it properly, you know, um, kept at temperature? Did it degrade? Has it been left out? There's so many, so much variability there as well. How much active ingredient did you actually get versus, you know, what was it, it just, there's so many factors here, but I remember what I was going to say earlier. We read a study on the show where they actually did, uh, create the nucleocapsid antibody and the, the spike, one of the spikes. And it did, it created a far more robust immune response. And yet for whatever yep. reason, they threw that out and just went with the spike, which came from our enemy in China. And it's like, uh, and, and now, you know, it's just been pushed and, and coerced on everyone through this Holocaust that they've created. And the fact that they're still pushing it, in the face of everything we've seen, it's just like, how can this be? I, I, I just, I never thought we'd be here. But here and I think are. if 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 they if they transfected us with the nucleocapsid, I think it would shed a shed a light on the fact that this thing is a, you know, an RATG thirteen bat coronavirus backbone, which is literally what they maybe didn't want to tell people, because hmm. hmm. that maybe maybe spoke to the level of you know gain of function technology that was being yeah. put under this thing. But Peter Hotez. Um, he was boasting that they tried nucleocapsids and it didn't work. So he was 100% on spike. And I think maybe there was peer-reviewed literature and research done prior to COVID-19 that, that told them that the nucleocapsid was just not an epitope that was going to gain um, you know, a, a level of what they're defining as immunity, which is IgG antibodies, which is literally one-sixth of your immune system. But right. that's another point. Yeah. All right. I'm taking too much of your time. No, no, you're but, uh, good. Man, I appreciate great. the discussion. You're uh, you're very well read on all this stuff and, and really kind of put the pieces together, I think, even way better than I do. So I, I thank you for uh, jumping on with us. Anything else you want to say? Keep up the fight, my friend. All right. Sir. No, just keep up the fight. We're all with you. Okay. Appreciate it. Cryptic Aussie, man. What's up? You're muted. Or I could see you talking, but I don't hear. Cryptic Aussie going once, going twice. I'm going to wrap up the show if you don't jump in here. Hey, you got me there? Yeah, now we got you. What's up, bro- brother? Oh, it's muted, not muted. I tell you what, how do I follow up after that conversation? Yeah, my my little know. talk is going to seem like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that was really, like really interesting. That's the stuff we uh, uh, we all like to tune into and, and hear people who are way smarter than us at um, at their particular field. Just a couple of quick things. A friend of mine who um, she, she's a top lady um, fosters eight children, four of them on her own dime. Got um, wow. she had to go to hospital last Saturday morning. So one o'clock in the morning, she was in hospital for a a pinched nerve in her neck, which um, she thought she was having a mini stroke. She's not vaccinated. She, she, she's like us. And, uh, and again, we're in a uh, semi-rural. It's, it's not a huge population here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was in there from 1 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning, came out at um, uh, about 6 p.m. on Sunday night. So almost 48 hours, not quite. Uh, 36 hours. So she, she was saying it was unbelievable. She could not. They didn't have a bed for her. 
number one. So there are no beds available. Uh, they had four chairs that they had uh, put together, lined up in a row so she could lay on the chairs. Wow. Didn't see a doctor for six hours because there were no doctors available. And then they pushed her off those chairs for a patient that was sicker so she could lean up against a wall. Um, and she said it was, it was just constant. People were coming in, uh, coughing, complaining of lung uh, issues, uh, uh, hard of breathing, uh, ambulances rocking in. Uh, she noticed that uh, none of them were coming, even though they were, they were transporting patients, you know, I think it's a code two where they come in, no sirens into the hospital area. Yep. Um, but she said she said that they were almost nonstop turning up ambulances. And again, we're we're a small area here, so we don't mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of ambulances. So the uh, the paramedics will be overworked. So it was, it was interesting hearing that from somebody who um, uh, again like us, but she she's more she's she's a level headed. Uh, person wouldn't make anything up, and uh, so I trust her completely that that was her observation on um, on what's going on. And you playing that clip from from you know that male pretending to be female in New Zealand and and what they're pushing here in Australia <laughs> that this will continue. This will it's only going to get worse. The evidence I see. Uh, associates I know I just finished helping a friend build um, a little bit of prepping that he's doing mm-hmm. uh, and uh, people that he knows that I know of all of them that have been, been uh, jabbed of course double, triple, quadruple whatever is available they'll take and and they've all got COVID again or whatever uh, the vaccine is giving them which is COVID yeah. um, they've all got it some of them for the third time again and they're like oh that man I, I better go get another shot this thing is uh, you know it's wearing off and they're not thinking, like when you try and explain to them, and they're like, no, 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 Mr. Newsman told me that this is what I should do. And I'm like, oh, dang. So, so I get your frustration, Sam, that when you're saying before, you've been doing this for a few years, and I've been yeah. following you on and off since the uh, XRP days, and and it is, a, it is a pain in the ass. It's like you're talking to a brick wall. It's like yeah. is anybody listening, and, and and anybody listening isn't us that are listening, it's it's people that um, that tune in and think, yeah, this guy's speaks, you know, smoking too much weed or, or whatever else. Because, <laughs> That's probably um, true, though. We see it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's probably, <laughs> probably true. No, no, we've got our little head about it, and we can we can see it. And by the way, yeah. you know, us that really appreciate what you were doing, we we have a level head enough to understand that electricity isn't free yet. Okay, so you need to earn an income right. to um, to keep the lights on and, and take the girls out and, and buy the marijuana. How are you going to buy it? Let's grow it. You know what I mean? We understand that, and none of us. Well, I would. I'm speaking for myself here, so I won't assume. But, but I don't mind um, uh, contributing because I value the information. And even some of the information I scratch my head about and go, well. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's too far off off the um, my intellect yet to absorb and and get a hold of. But I still appreciate the information and happy to um, put funding towards what you're doing, as all your other Patreon mem- members do. Yeah, uh, I, and, and I think there is an opportunity for. Well, but you you have a wealth of knowledge in. In, in prepping, and it's more so, I know there are people out there that have, have more knowledge in prepping, okay, but mm-hmm. they don't have the ability that you have with being able to uh, put it on, um, you know, a, a podcast and, and whatever else, YouTube, uh, not that you like YouTube, 
But there are areas that you have, like you talk about that deep freezing. I would love to know more about that. And sure, I could get on uh, a YouTube channel to understand more about it. But I've already got already got a trust relationship with your channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so while your uh, good-natured heart and probably that that's the Quaker in you doesn't seem to want to take money, I think it's important you understand that there are people out there that value and and understand in paying money for, it's just a transaction, that's what it is for me. I see it as a transaction, Sam's providing me information that I can't get anywhere else. I trust him because, you know, he's, when he's made mistakes, which is really important, you, you're honest about it. You come up and say, hey, guys, I screwed this one up. I got it wrong. Yeah. Um, and we're out, exactly, but other people don't. Mm-hmm. But they try and cover it up. Like I would have loved to have seen you do a, a, a bigger um, show on, on Bitboy you know, Crypto because he's one of those ones that will lie and will cover it up. And yeah, I'm wondering if I'm going to get a subpoena from him or not, if he's going to try and sue me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you run out of toilet paper, that subpoena will come in handy. So, yeah, you know, it will. Just, you know, take it <laughs> and that's the thing too. I, I think we're getting into this phase of this thing where it's really starting to – like the, the four doctors that we <clears throat> that we opened the show with uh, right here, all from one town and three of them from the same hospital, all dying. Uh, mm-hmm. It's accelerating. And, you know, we're, we're seeing these pleas from nurses in country after country after country that's heavily vaccinated saying, you know, we're overloaded, we're in diversion, like the rural hospital that we covered last week. That's going to start happening more and more. These airlines are eventually just going to crumble. And we're in this footprint today that exists because of the number of people that we have on the planet. And I think we're going to lose 200 million. uh, We're going to lose a billion people to, you know, plus or minus 200 million, somewhere in that ballpark, 800 million to 1.2 billion is I think is probably what's going to be the death toll from this thing. And we can't exist in the footprint that we have, and we're going to have to reorganize and it's going to be hard and it's going to take, uh, sacrifice and moving and doing with less and like, you know, finding ways again, this has kind of been my message here is get this crypto wealth, set yourself up for the new financial system that's coming and then find a way to to help start rebuilding society and do it without these third-party intermediaries, these monopolies, this government monopoly that created this in the first place. I just don't understand how people want to sit there and tell me, well, we've got to fix this. I'm like, what do you mean? The governments have tried to mass murder us and you want to fix it as if it's a, we just got the wrong people in this time. The next time will be different. No, these systems evolve to this over time. They keep taking more and more power. And throughout history, we have example after example of this big government turning into mass murder of their people and collapse and um, a lot of suffering. And I hope that we can this time break that spell. And, you know, if free energy comes in as part of it, like Cliff High's data turns out to be right and we've got some benevolent ETs or we've just got some people who aren't getting paid their bribes anymore and, and need to sell the, the technology that they used to work on and they let those secrets out. Uh, that's going to really take us into an entirely new paradigm uh, that just is going to open up a lot of doors for us. And then 
you know, there's also this whole speculation of we're going into some new area of space. This was one of the Mysterious Universe podcasts that I listened to um, where it might change our consciousness, might plug us into global consciousness or something along those lines. I, I don't know. It sounds a little crazy to me, but uh, it's also within the realm of possibility because the, these this ET subject like we covered last week, consciousness is so tied into all of my experiences like when i meditate and invite them in an hour beforehand that's when i'll see them buzzing around the sky above me and um yeah there's just we are so isolated and boxed off and i think that's gets into our sort of low vibrational frequency we're constantly fighting each other we have to like really embrace peace and um start expanding what we perceive as possible and it will become possible in my, in my mind anyway. Yeah. There's not enough of uh, us out there to think like that though, Sam, that yeah. understand um, manifestation comes through, you know, how you feel, what you think and, and what you want to conjure up in your existence. That's and, true. and for that reason, we're living in this, you know, world the way it is because it's that old 80-20 rule where 80% are the, you know, the sheep for a you know, better word that I can think of and 20% of us, probably less, are, uh, are thinkers and understand and feel uh, as, as you've just spoken about. We feel that energy and, mm -hmm. and then you have on top of that um, misinformation, controlled information, people like David Icke who talk about the energy coming whether it's from the moon or from Saturn or what you want to believe, I'm happy for you to believe, whatever. But there is some sort of energy that, that is happening and it, it's pretty simple because the world is made up of either positive, negative, good, bad, however you want to interpret both of those together and that energy is real. You know, as you walk into a room, you can feel the yeah. energy of the room before you even talk to anybody. So mm -hmm. that's not a that's not some airy-fairy thing. That's a real thing. So you expand that to the globe now and then to the solar system, the galaxy, universe, so on and so on. So um, it, it is a very real thing. And you are right. There is an energy system here at the moment that seems to be uh, – in Hollywood and that. They know that they'll sell more tickets to a drama movie than they will to a, you know, a rom-com or something that's, you know, uh, that would be more positive. Yeah. So – so is that perpetuating the evil? Uh, is that why shows like Stranger Things and, and Westworld, which I love, by the way, both of those shows, but when you can understand, okay, this is just a show and how much of in, what they're portraying in this show are they trying to impart on your psyche to keep you in that negative energy mode that you will always be feeling that way? Uh, it seems like they fuel that more than the positive energy if you're not looking for it. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're one of that 80%, you just run along with it and that, that negative energy grows and grows and grows. It's interesting. I think, I think we have a society that's been built up around us to keep us in that sort of, um, in the drift is kind of what I call it. Like the, the misery of the masses and, oh, I got to do this and, oh, I got to mm. do that instead of like doing what we want with our lives, what the things that make us happy. And, you know, we're fed this constant barrage of news of, uh, you know, the bad things. And, and then you're presented with this, are you red team or blue team? Are you Whigs or Tories? Are you this or that? And, and it's just, there's so many false paradigms that are really there to control us and keep us, um, 
you know, government school is really about how to be a good citizen and like go out mm-hmm. there and work and do the steps that they outline for you. And they'll extract all your wealth throughout the process and, and put you in the ground when you're done. And, um, we just, we have this system that has gotten so big and it's so hard to stand up to the government these days. Cause they'll just, I mean, they got more guns than you and those come in and kill you and that's it. And you know, we read the Lysander Spooner thing where anyone comes to your aid, they're rebel terrorists now as well. And, um, yeah. it's just, it, it, it sets the bar so high to do something about it that it's got us all trapped in this paradigm. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and um, if you if you think about what you're what we've just spoken about, you know, we talk about again the people that you're trying to communicate with and, and we're trying to communicate with. You know, for example, if I, you know, fortunately for me, I can speak two languages. I can speak uh, tradie talk, which you call them contractors. Yeah. And I can talk. Um, I can talk to a, a you know a banker if I have to from my time in the military where you've got to talk to officers. You can't scratch your balls and say, hey, mate, how, how the fuck are you going? You know, that, you leave that for the job site, okay? Then, then when, you, when you're talking to someone that has a, a white collar on and a tie, you can't talk like that because they automatically think you're an imbecile, okay? And, and some of them probably are. But, you know, with, with your show, you, you have that ability to cross those lines. I'm not sure that you do it all the time because people piss you off, which, like, like me, I'm, I'm a little bit antisocial because, you know, we don't like putting up with stupid people. It's not that we don't like people. We just don't like stupid people. Yeah. And so, so but again, you have that voice, you have that platform, you have that ability to tap into that 80% that, you know, and it's hard to say, let's, let's try and save 10% of them. Are they worth saving? That's a little bit arrogant of me to talk like that. But, you know, really, some of them, oh, yeah, some of them. Some um, of them are going down Everyone the deserves their opportunity yeah. in life. Yeah, look, yeah, some of them are 100% going to go down with, with the shit. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I hope you keep the show going. I think there are opportunities for you elsewhere, uh, especially on in the online world. I know you hate YouTube because, you know, government speak. But also they are the best way to tap into that 80% because 80%, you know, that's who listens to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whether you do a toned down show that directs people to this show where they get like a, what do they call it, an after... Yeah, like that's to, what um, uh, Mysterious Universe does is they'll do like two hours uh, or an hour and a half, something like that, on their free podcast. And then they have their subscriber-based one that where they go into more detail or continue the rest of what they want to cover. I thought about doing something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, like it, that's the other part of it is I'm not a marketer. You know, I'm, I'm more of an engineer and, and thinker and that sort of thing. So I haven't done a good job of marketing it either, but I don't know. I I mean, it is what it is. Like I can't just keep subsidizing it forever and ever. Eventually I've got to do something else to pay bills and make it all work. So I get it, man. I get it. I'm open to whatever. Well, you hit me up if you need, if you, if you need help, you just let me know. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, I got some skills. You know, I'm not just good looking. I do have skills. <laughs> All right. Thank That's you so much. <laughs> have a good evening. Or morning, okay, cheers, you. man. Cheers. All right. <laughs> okay, bye. Tahini, come on. Uh, go ahead and unmute yourself. And um, Hey, us. Sam. Can, can you hear me? Is the audio okay? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, cool. 
Um, I want to echo what Cryptic Ozzy was saying. I trust you, and there aren't that many people today in real life or online that I can say that about. So um, I really wish I could help um, your channel, help you financially. It's not something I can do right now, but I do have extra time, and I've done a lot of video editing. I don't know if that's um, something I could help you with, but if there's any of the work that you're doing that you could outsource to someone else, I would be happy to volunteer five to eight hours a week oh, that'd be to amazing. help you keep this online. Um, I tell you what, I just followed you so you can send me a message. Um, one of the things that Great. I've start, started doing was like, uh, you know, la well, last week when I got sick, I was up till 6 a.m. Uh, editing all the videos and getting them uploaded to all the different platforms. Oh my gosh. And then, and then I go through Tuesday usually and um, take and try and cut little segments out to, to, you know, have two minutes that can post to all the social media platforms that like that red team, blue team one that yeah. I did for Alex that did, I don't know, seven or 8,000 views on Twitter. There were a lot of people in that political sphere that saw that. And some of them, are, you know, probably listening right. to this show. So that stuff works too. It's just, it's all, you know, I spend two days doing all that stuff and then four or five days putting all the show prep together and cutting all the clips and building everything and then walking through what I want to say, how I want to say it, ordering every, it's just, it's a tremendous effort. So yeah, if, if you want to have a huge appreciation, that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I really get how much work that can mm -hmm. be and is. Um, and I'd love to help if there's anything I can do. Okay, um, I'll message you. I think I might be able to. So. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for everything you do. Okay. All right, we got a couple more here. Let me... Oh, hold on. Bear with me for one sec. Johnny, you're up. And then Dave, Davis, you'll be next. Hey Sam, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, uh, I just want to, I kind of, I thought the show was ending, so I checked out, but then I saw that it's still going and I just, I don't know if anyone has said this, I'm sure this has come across your mind, but you know, you mentioned the market has spoken and it's just not quite where you think it needs to be to continue and, you know, financially totally understand I'm going to make a donation tonight. Um, feel bad I haven't done it yet because I oh, listen to you every week but to. I do just want to say that no I'm going to but I do just want to say that the market has spoken about you several times over because every time you build up a massive audience which is the market speaking you get censored yeah and it's just like damn how many times I mean dude you'd have well over a hundred thousand twitter followers easily whatever and you know when you get that big the momentum carries exactly i mean your fda thing dude that went like semi-viral or did it go full viral i can't remember the numbers yeah, i but, mean it did uh you know man 150,000 on my rumble channel that actually made me my total earnings from rumble are now like 54 dollars and 40 of that was that video and then the alex jones one that he did was over 200,000 <laughs> that was probably right. at least half a million to maybe 700,000 people that have seen and watched that so and that imagine was, if imagine if that had launched from your twitter with 50,000 yeah, oh yeah. It would you have know? been even what? bigger you know it so is there there's a the market has spoken 
there's a momentum that comes with it when you get to a certain size. And, and like I've noticed it because, you know, I've built up uh, channels that have 50,000, 5,000, 33,000 on Twitter, 22,000 on Twitter. And the next one, now I'm at 8,000. Like it definitely begins to snowball after a while. And um, that it's, it's effective when they do this kind of engage in this kind of censorship to shut down these ideas from making people aware of what's being done to them. And, and it is that's what it that is. too, man. I mean, you're being censored. The market is speaking. If nobody gave a shit what you had to say, you're they not wouldn't. getting censored. Yeah, that's true. You know that. And, uh, man, I know you've said this before and I feel, you know, man, I've got like my core group of friends that I can talk about this stuff with everyone else. They're in that 30% going down with it. You know, it's yeah. like, I can't, I can't force it on people. I don't want to be that intrusive in their life, but you know, man, I go to you, you're my, you are my source of news and, uh, you know, you're about it for me. So, you know, I really hope if you got it in you, you keep it going. But frankly, you've you've had a lot of adaptations to, you know, making your impact in the world. And I'm sure if you do something else after this, it'll be remarkable, too. So yeah. and, and anyway, I just that, wanted that's to. That's another like frustrating part of it is the every like now that I'm finally distributed and like much more censorship, anti-fragile, I guess would be the right word to use for it it's starting to take off like the the podcast subscribers that just grabbed the audio feed they were like 250 a couple months ago now it's over about 600 uh, that are downloading the average yeah. show and you know all the other uh on, on telegram those are doing like 700 to a thousand in the average video, but there's a lot of those that get shared around on telegram and they'll do five, seven, 10,000 or more views because some channel with 200,000 subscribers picked that up. So that started growing. I mean, like all of them are growing independently. It's, it's just happening slow and uh, it's, it's a long That's story. The market but, speaking, man. Yeah. It's just, it's I, a, I it's get, a I slow get grind, you're, you're just, you know? It's a bitch, man, because, God, I don't know how many people could be as resilient as you. But it's just, you know, this isn't, this is just who you are. So you kind of don't have a choice. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I kind of look at it that way. It's it. frustrating to me. It's who you are, man. This is what you do. Mm, it is. <laughs> and it we really all is. love it. And, you know, there's more people. There's plenty of people out there for you gauging on your past audiences, and they just, Dude, when you got, when this account got suspended, I kind of like, ah, I couldn't fucking find you anywhere. And eventually it just got to me. So then I Google it and then I think I found Podbean or the podcast or whatever, yeah. wherever it is. And I started tapping into those again. And then I saw you were back and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. I got to the lifeboats.com yeah, as well. So I can organize okay. all that and I need to go in. And, and that's where your Patreon is, right? Uh, yeah. So Patreon's listed there. Uh, I, I'm set up, I just authorized Substack like yesterday. I, there's uh I don't know if I set up gab pay yet, but Odyssey is another way for people that have crypto. Uh, I think that one's linked into, uh, payments as well. All these platforms are start starting and, and my podcast as well. I could do a subscriber thing, but it's, they want me to start paying $29 a month to do that. And it's like, well, that's a losing proposition at this point with the scale that I'm at. So I can't do that. But 
it's getting better and I like being, you know, more and more distributed like that. It's just managing it kind of gets a little hairy as well. But all those options that I have yeah. are on the website right now for those of you wondering. So. Sure, man. You know, everybody in here should just go throw them $5. Um, that's the one I'm going to leave it with. If that's the least you can do, because that's going to cover probably his whole next month. And then we can go from there. But uh, yeah. I think we all want you to stay, man. So okay. do what I you're going to do. It. And, yeah. it is, and I understand there's people who right. can't, can't, you know, are in a tough spot yeah, because I, the economy is crashing <laughs> and everything else. It's no big deal. So it is what it you is. You get what you give, man. You get what you give. All right. All right Thank you, sir. Thanks for everything. All right, Johnny, do you want to unmute and come on, sir? Yeah, I'm here right now. Can you hear me okay? You sound great. What's on your mind? Well, okay, so I have a couple things. Um, first off, um, I I personally have an advanced degree in biochemistry, and your speed up to learn everything necessary to cover this this information that you cover is absolutely incredible. I mean, I know because I, st- I spent years studying, and okay. I understand, you know, I understand because I can read the documents and I can understand what's happening, but you taught yourself an amazing amount of information in a very short period of time and you did a very good job of it. Thank <laughs> you. you. you I, well, and uh, to be no, fair, you, I have some help from some scientists like you that like know what they're talking about that I'm on the phone with for a couple hours in the middle of the night before, you know, a few days before a show and I'm trying to understand something that have like really helped me along. So it, it's a, no, you, it's you a team effort, up, you, but... You you've come up to speed in an amazing form, and it's like it's like watching a prodigy. You're you're really doing really well. <laughs> it's you been know. a lot of work. Um, a couple, uh, no, seriously, you have really kicked it in the ass. Um, another couple, another thing though is that is that like you may not see, and I, and I watch a lot of things, but you may not see that your narrative has actually shifted the narrative of many many YouTube influencers. Huh. Your your current narrative has changed people's way of approaching and talking about subjects because Good. there are people who give call outs to you that you don't see. Okay. You know, like I don't know if you know who who JT is on YouTube, uh. but you know, he, he does a call out to you in a very in a very subliminal way by drinking his, his um water glass halfway through his broadcast while he's giving his broadcast and does it in such a way that it mimics what you're doing. And so I know there are other people who watch you. They don't necessarily give um, credit to what you're working on, but they follow your narrative because you are formatting a narrative that is changing the paradigm. You are doing an amazingly good job. Um, and I also am just wondering, have you, have you considered looking into a Discord channel? Um, because on I Discord have... channels, you can have a, an open chat. Yeah, I have a Discord. Um, I I've kind of stopped using it, and I'm more on Telegram. Um, but yeah, I've thought about you know like moving the calls like you're on Spaces right now, but maybe moving voice chat over to Discord to do callers or whatever. I, I, and there's lots of different tools. Um, if there was a way, like like, and, and part of I think my strategy that doesn't work is, well, subscribe if you want, give me whatever donation you want. And, you know, if I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe respond to your DMs because I can't keep up with all of them. Um, and like there's the, the, the people that support me do it because they love what I'm putting out and, and having their ideas challenged and their belief systems challenged and, and exploring all these topics and things. 
Um, and like they're, they're the best. They really don't get much. There's a few of them that I help out with here and there behind the scenes, but for a large part, I don't hear from them all that often. They're just, they're supporting my work. Um, if I, I think if I organized something, like I've got a girlfriend that wants to, wants me to do, redo the whole, um, securing your crypto video and like with the metal plates and, and how you do the punch, punch cards and all that stuff. And like turn that into a video that I sell to beginners. So there, I mean, there's different things I need to, I guess, explore or whatever, but I don't know. I'm just, well, yeah, you're, I mean, no, your, your, your early, your early crypto work was always excellent work. And I think that, I think that you may not realize that there are a lot of, um, of your older crypto YouTube um, followers who still keep track on what you're producing. Yeah. They just kind of keep it, they keep it quiet in the background, but they are still listening oh, yeah. to your narrative yeah. and listening to the change in the narrative because it, it, it affects how they produce their work. So there are some major influencers who are still keeping track of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know that from just watching and paying attention. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to up, up, you know, up my Patreon, but you haven't been on Patreon for a long time either. So I don't know. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I read a story. There was a girl that didn't even post anything. They just found her and decided to deplatform her. She never made a single post and they deplatformed her. So if I, th- that's part uh, of the problem is I can't even, I'm afraid to even exchange D like speak my mind in DMS over there. Cause they might be reading them and one of get rid of me I, um which would be like a total kick in the nuts right now <laughs> with everything yeah, else. Yeah, i'm sure you've yeah so, i'm sure you've had enough kick in the nuts you've done you've done such a great job of keeping yourself afloat amidst all this all this aversion yeah. um there is something that, that, that does harken back to the actual um the science of what we're looking at right now in terms of the of the COVID. and this this is a this is an interesting story i was taking care of somebody who um who had oh fallen on hard times and they they had been um fully boosted and vaxxed and whatnot through the uh through the the state system and after a while you know there was there was too much turmoil i had to ask them to leave but when i was cleaning up around the house and i was cleaning up like in the shower i noticed that there was some very very almost almost microscopic microplastic like little hook like things Huh. in the shower drain and i'm like what what are these things you know i know this person has been like in and out of the state health system and they're you know they've been fully injected with everything they can possibly inject them with and i'm like what is this stuff that's coming off their body that looks like actual little tiny plastic hooks like very small and uh-huh. that was something that was just no I, I i couldn't i couldn't figure it out i'm looking at these things going like these don't look like something that come off of like a cleaning product or anything they look like something you know that's uh that's maybe being shedded from a person's body i've never seen actually something coming off a person's body that looks like something that was not meant to be there yeah you know it's in the shower it's in the drain and it's like why do we have these like little teeny tiny what looks like little you know plastic spikes and that didn't make any sense to me at all. But, uh, you know, aside from that, though, I'm sorry, if I were to contribute to your stories and say, yeah, I've, I've got two friends who had kids at the same time. Both of them, both the kids, when they were born, had cardiac issues. And, you know, I've got another friend who's 
like brother all of a sudden out of nowhere came down with stage four um, colon cancer and another person whose aunt came down with a with a with a um, a brain tumor that just mm-hmm. developed almost overnight and you know it's but but aside from all that I really you know from the folks that I'm talking to and I'm and I and I'm in the eastern you know southern part of the country and I think that majority of people are pretty much they, they are just like looking at the information and getting over the brainwashing and it's it's a little bit slow yeah it's a little bit you know tedious watching change but i i do feel like there's been a watershed moment in the in the shifting of people's consciousness when it comes to actually believing the narrative a lot of folks nowadays doesn't matter what party they belong to are just like everything that comes out of the political system is absolute bullshit (laughs) including any information concerning no i'm serious they just they just all of them as a mess I've just agreed that it's like it's like this is all a fucking clown show, and we've got to we just got to stop now, you know. And I'm talking about folks who six months ago were like, no, no, you gotta you gotta believe in what the system's happening. And it's like now they're like, no, this is all just a just a con job of the of the largest extent. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is just. Uh, I, I'm. Um, that's kind of like I I've tried to get a pathologist or somebody that could help me like when, when we see, um, let me go back here. You can't actually see this, but I'm looking back through some of these, um, vaccine injuries that we covered, like the, the 13 year old boy that they claim died of natural causes. I want to flood that office, that mayor's office, that medical examiner's office, those County commissioners, uh, those state rep- district representatives, state representatives, whatever, up and down the chain with letters about this kid. Please investigate this. This is vaccine injury. 13-year-olds don't die of heart attacks. It's a natural course of their life. It just doesn't happen this often. And like I feel like that's a way to bring it out in the open, but I can't, I don't have the words, like the, I don't know exactly how to put it. Uh, and I think we'd have to have different versions of the letters, but like I can get them hosted, but, uh, I I need help putting it together. And, you know, I think those are kind of the next steps that we need to be taking because right now they're just all being swept under the rug and we need to start talking about it because really it is time is of the essence. This exposure is cumulative. If there's something we can do to mitigate it, we need to be looking at that and doing it, especially in the vaccinated, but also in, you know, people like me that are unvaccinated, but exposed. And, uh, that's, that's what we can do to kind of help humanity survive this as I see it anyway. Well, I understand what you're saying. And this, this may come across as sounding like just pure hokey, but, um, in the Amazon, in the Amazon rainforest, when the, when the folks, the natives of the Amazon were being exposed to the Spanish and the, um, Portuguese who were coming across with the, um, with, uh, uh what the hell was their disease? Um, smallpox. Small yeah, yeah. Smallpox. So, so, so what, happened indigenously what they say happened is the plants the plants told the shamans they said well you're going to want to use the the exuate of the fearless frog which frog camboo the the exuate of the fearless frog and you're going to take that and you're going to make what looks like almost an injection in your skin and add that to your skin and it's a very 
cathartic experience. I'm going to go do it in a, in, in about a week. I'm going to go down to the Amazon oh, awesome. and do this for, awesome. you know, 20 days. Well, but I've done it before and uh-huh. it is an amazing healing experience, but it's like, how do you push that on the masses? It's like, I got some frog skin juice to put on your skin. It's going to make you like get sick and maybe throw up and make your skin tighten up. Like you had, you know, a Botox injection, but you're going to feel really good when you get finished with that because it really works. <laughs> and so, cause I've been following the vitamin routines of doing everything. I've been watching you since day one and I'm watching, I'm doing everything, um, you know, that's being prescribed with the, with the quercetin and the, um, and acetyl, um, uh, you know, all NSC, that yep. stuff. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, the NAC, it's all working very well. It all works very well, but the, the, the frog kambu also is an interesting interaction and in that it flushes your system and it clears your joints and it, it does a, a cathartic experience of your body, you know? So I don't know. I'll do that and see yeah, how it helps, we need you know? To be, we uh, need to be free to like put whatever we want in our bodies. And I think in a true free market system without these government monopolies on the practice of medicine and all these medical boards that are clearly corrupted and just knowingly sending people to their death, as we found out tonight from that article. Um, we need these organizations that will look at some of these different substances and methods and so forth. And, you know, you talk about the shaman, the plants talking to them. DMT, that's a, there's the chemical DMT and then there's the other component of it. That's the MAOI inhibitor. And those two work together. Like how the fuck did they figure that out on their own? I I think they were gifted that because they were, were much more in touch with their spirituality, with consciousness and so forth. than we are today trapped in this electronic prison that they've built around us. So we need, we need choices to return. Yeah, the monoamine oxidase inhibitor that that you're speaking of is in the actual vine that's called ayahuasca. Yeah, and then the the DMT comes from the local plants because almost every plant has a large quantity of DMT in it, including ourselves. Okay. So the monoamine oxidase inhibitor, what they do, what one of the things that we'll be doing while I go down there is what's called the fachma. and so we'll be taking the vine. It grows everywhere in the Amazon. We'll be taking the vine, cutting it into small like foot long sections and then scraping off all the old bark and whatnot to make it nice and clean and pure. Then they grind that up and they add it with the leaf and then they boil it down and they make a, a, a concentrated, um, almost like a, like a, like a hard waxy gel out of it that they, that they distribute to everybody. And then, 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 then you recombine it with water and then you drink it and it has its own unique experiences, but that is only just opening your mind to what's happening or, you know, in your own personal life and into the spiritual world. But what was, con- what was conveyed to the shamans was conveyed to the plant that you have to find what's called the fearless frog and take the exuate from its skin and then make channels in your own skin and apply that to the, to the channels. And you have a very intense, oh, wow. um, it's not a hallucinogenic experience. It's a more of a carthotic ex- experience. You, you sweat out and you basically flush out anything in your body when you do that. And it's, it's not hard. It's easy to do. You know, anybody can do it. It's, it's just, you can do it to yourself if you want to, but it's not hallucinogenic and it lasts 20 to 30 minutes and you're done. Yeah. Um, and you feel amazing, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but the, um, that, that's okay. That's, that's neither here nor there. And then, and now, now I'm going like, okay, I just had a little bit of brain fog. I'm trying to figure out what, where I was going in the conversation. That's not hard to do. Um, 
No, but everything you do really folks appreciate it. And I don't think you, I don't think you maybe take into consideration that your influence has influenced many more people than you think. Everybody still watches your shows. They just watch it in quiet. They don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do. They still watch your shows. (laughs) Okay. It is. uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I like doing the show. I, I, um, I do. I, I feel like it's uh, the reason I do it on Sunday. It's kind of my Quaker meeting day of service back to the community kind of thing. And that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it is what it is. We're, uh, we're heading into some hard times and I think people just really have no idea. Even the ones that think they know, I don't even know that they really comprehend what we're about to head go headlong into for the next few years here. I think it's going to get hard and um, I hope people prepare and that, you know, that's, that's, we're talking food, really basic prepper stuff here. Cause it could get, it could get really bad. And, and at the same time, if we, if we're unable to really push back on this stuff and bring this house of cards down, they're going to roll out the CBDCs and, basically turn us into a, a enslaved future generations. And that's it, just, that's not what I want for my daughter. So I, I do what I can, but it is what it is. So anyway, well, your right. work is, your work is, is, your work is very appreciated. Thank you very much for the time. And I'll, I'll move on to somebody else that they want to talk to. Okay? okay. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right. We're actually going to wrap up there. Let me mute that. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, yeah, I'm not making any decisions like right away, but I've got to figure something out or go do something else. It just, it is, it's where I'm at. Um, and at the same time, as far as the content that we covered tonight, looking back over some of these slides and so forth that we went through, it's accelerating big time folks. And the cracks are showing in the dam and, uh, you know, like Tucker Carlson really actually diving into a study, even if he's three months behind it, he's reaching the normies, he's reaching the red team, uh, in that political paradigm. And you've still got like Trump, uh, out there praising the vaccines and thinking he did a good thing. That's why he's losing points. The, the awakening is happening, um, and we're just getting into the die-off, which is going to just crash everything. So it's going to get, I, I think, the rest of the year is just going to get really uh, tougher and tougher. And we're going to start seeing more and more of these disruptions and things not being available. And this business is closed because they don't have the employees. And, you know, the, these cascade ripple-on effects that we talk about. And again, if you're Texas, Oklahoma... New Mexico, Arkansas, probably, and Louisiana, you could probably find a cow pretty cheap right now or cheaper than, you know, you would normally pay for it. You would have paid for it three months ago uh, because of the weather, because of the drought. So if you're in a place to take advantage of that, please do, because that stuff is, uh, I, food's going to be important. I mean, they're, they're making it clear that they are, playing the climate change card, number one, and they're trying to do that at the same time that they shut down farming, move us all onto electric cars with their 
their federal government quotas, which the grid can't support. So th- this whole thing, we're just being driven off of a cliff here, obviously and intentionally, and we've got to got to wake up to that. So there you go. I'm Sam. I am. Thank you guys for listening and supporting the show and all the things you guys do. I appreciate it very much. It's been a total uh, joy for me to kind of do this and get back into it because I've been out of it for a number of years and I hope it gets to continue, but we, we shall see. Time will tell. All right. I'm out of here. Thanks everybody. Catch you all next broadcast. Free the world. Free your mind. Free Julian Assange. R.I.P. Black the Ripper. Let's go. Long time the world's been ran by a load of liars. How do you expect me to believe in coronavirus? 9-11 was a lie so you could start a war. Now you're lying again to try and bring in martial law. 